Welcome to the Krug Show, everybody. Hope everybody's having a great day. 49ers win. Niners win. Niners win. Cowboys get destroyed. Could the road to the bowl go through Levi Stadium? Will Batman beat the Joker? Do you guys remember the old Batmans they used to have that? Will the Gotham Crusaders get away with it? Will the Joker have his day? Uh, we all find out next on Batman. Well, man, Niners 45-29 route of the Cardinals in the desert in front of lots of Niner fans. Brock Purdy may be your MVP, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? <laughs> How about them apples, huh? Brock Purdy may be the MVP of the NFL. 16 of 25 tonight, 242 yards, four touchdowns, a 135.3 rating. Niners put up 45. They ran for five and a half a carry. McCaffrey ran for 6.4 a carry. He's looking dinged up. McCaffrey had another day, just almost 200 yards. Absolutely amazing. Three touchdowns. Um, Two touchdowns for Debo Samuel. He looked really, really good. Trey McBride sure looked good for the Cardinals. Niners had some sloppy tackling in this thing. But Mooney Ward had two picks, including one that went back for a pick six. Ronnie Bell lucked out in the biggest way on a turnover that was ruled not a turnover, um, and it was the right call. And the Cardinals ran for almost eight yards a carry, and um, and yet the Niners roll to eleven and three, six and two on the road. Cardinals fall to three and eleven, two and five at home, and we're getting rolling on the Krug show right now. Um, we were at Pig and a Pickle for the watch party. Thanks to everybody who stopped by. Uh, to the Pig and a Pickle watch party. It was absolutely incredible outpouring of support. I would say 25, 30 people uh, all there wearing Niner jerseys, watching the game with us today. Had a really, really good time. Thanks to Pig and a Pickle for being the title sponsor of the Krug Show uh, and a phenomenal meal this afternoon. Thanks to New York-style Italian sausage. The only kind of Italian sausage that I will eat is New York-style Italian sausage. And somebody actually had, took the, had the audacity to question that earlier in one of our chat <laughs> posts, somebody's I'm sure Larry has eaten other sausage or if faced with the decision to eat alternative sausage that he would go beyond New York style sausage. <laughs> yeah. Someone Thank was, you. someone was like, I, uh, there's no, there's no way Larry only eats that kind of sausage. You tell me he would turn it down another piece of sausage. I'm like, geez, man, I will not eat Johnsonville. Crap! No. <laughs> uh, no, I'm New York-style ta- Italian sausage. Thanks to Marin Auto Glass as well, 415-883-3030, marinautoglass.com. And thanks to our gambling sponsors as well as our, our, our um, we should say, our daily. No, what are, They're not gambling, Kev, right? What, what's the label? Daily Fantasy. Daily Fantasy. Our Daily Fantasy sponsors. Underdog Fantasy and Mojo Fantasy. Check that link in the description. Use the promo code Krug, 
and they will match you up to your first $100. People piling into the room as we speak. They're all here to see Rye Smith. Yeah. The original OG on the Krug Show. Rye, good to see you. People are asking about you, Rye. People oh, really? Asking about you today. They said, where's Rye? Where's Rye? It's just uh, a shame I'm in L.A. Yeah, seriously, you're a man and uh, you even Danny even got a mention. People were wondering, where's Danny? Uh, what, Kev, what was the anecdote that somebody asked about Dan? Somebody asked something about Dan, didn't they? Is it something like something? Someone did ask about, multiple people asked about Dan, but I don't remember what it was. I, yeah, I Dan really... has made an impression, um, good, bad, or otherwise. He's made, damn, he's made an impression. And there he is continuing to make an impression on the bottom of the screen. Dan, good to see you. Is that That's a okay. Giants hat? Just a generic. A generic hat. Generic hat. Baller <clears throat> up top. Of course, Bay Area Baller 18, one of our favorite uh, friends on YouTube, um, has been with us for quite a while. Gentlemen, what would you think? 45-29, Purdy continues to play outstanding football. He took a hard hit in this one. Um, overall, I thought, man, I'd like to see a little bit more of Jordan Mason, a little, I'd like to see a little bit more of Jordan Mason, um, and maybe a little less of McCaffrey, but McCaffrey's having an amazing year and the Niners go to the desert and, you know, we can say what we want about any aspect of 49er football, but the one thing that's really clear is the Niners offensively have it going on right now. Purdy, uh, Kyle, play calling, the line, the, the weapons. Niners could put up some points with the best teams in the league right now. What do you guys think of the win? I'm going to start off talking about Brock Purdy because, you know, he plays so good within the system, right? He makes it look easy. I think that's in part why he doesn't get the credit it feels like he deserves. So he's he a just, system quarterback he, baller? He Come makes on, it look saying? so easy. But what he does is – no, He's man, a game manager. Not, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. He he's adds, not a game changer, but he's a – oh, go ahead. <laughs> not only does he play within the system, but he gives you two or three plays – outside a structure that we, you know we haven't had recently up until Brock Purdy right for example one Brendel got beat instantly and what does Brock do he spins out left uh, rolls out hits McCaffrey on the wheel and it's that that's a sack for you know probably two-thirds of these NFL quarterbacks but Brock his ability to play within the system, but also give you some outside the system. Like the play he got dinged up on, you know, he was an, he was improv improving on that play as well. Stepped up, flipped it to use check. Like that was a nice play. Brock was awesome. You know, Christian McCaffrey was exceptional uh, in the past game as well as running the ball. So things were clicking and kudos to this offensive line and really everybody blocking, man. These guys block with such tenacity i thought they did a good the o-line did a great job today like i'm watching across the league fellas i don't know if you've seen like these highlights of pickings where he's just not involved at all you know run blocking and it's like that would not fly here on the 49ers the culture wouldn't allow it so you know it, it was a tenacious effort offensively blocking brock was awesome uh, defensively they did enough right you know the Cardinals ran the ball really efficiently. 
uh, too efficiently. I thought Kalia Davis, uh, I, I don't think this is his moment. I thought he was getting moved in the middle. You know, Niners were missing tackles. I saw Fred miss a couple. I saw Dre miss a couple. You know, Jair looked like he fell asleep on DeMarco's big, long run. Uh, Jair, I think they thought they had that run bottled up. But they did enough. Charvarius Ward, you know, he's t- turned himself into a lockdown corner. He's been playing awesome. So defensively, we did enough. Big time win. Rye, what do you think? What, what was your takeaway, Rye? Oh, it was so sweet. I, I just loved it. I loved I loved that the uh, Cowboys were housed simultaneously. And it just it just seems like things are really lining up. Uh, oh, it'd be real nice if Jalen Hurts doesn't go tomorrow and the Seahawks could knock off the Eagles. Because then the Niners really aren't sweating too much. Um, yeah, I would say I was a little concerned at the beginning just because, well – you know what, before I even get into any of that, give me a guess, all of you. I saw this. This is before the Niner game. What do you think the line is Christmas Day, Niners home, Ravens? Niners minus six. Six. Minus six. Four, five. Yeah, it's five and a half. So I I personally, I thought that was like a bit much. Uh, See, it seems like a lot considering like, I don't know, the Ravens have to be like the second or third best team. But I guess the Niners really are just clearing them by that much. And Lamar also is 19 and one versus NFC quarterbacks. But I really wanted to see how the Niners defense would do versus uh, a scampering and a scurrying guy like uh, Kyler Murray just for the preview for next week. And I mean, they did okay. They they, they did enough, like Baller said. Um, obviously, like they got you know they had the pick six. They had some turnovers, um, and ultimately, it's just their offense couldn't be stopped. Um, but that said, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little teeny tiny bit nervous about the defense going into the Ravens game. Um, but as far as I'm trying to figure out, like the scenario in which Brock does not win the MVP at this point. Like it's it's like feels like very official. Well, he if he if he plays big on Christmas night, he wins it. If Guaranteed. he doesn't, if he plays badly on Christmas night, he won't. Right. Well, it's hard to say. I mean, there's really, I mean, I think Dak. I mean, Dak got 134 yards passing, one interception, no touchdowns today. He had 50 uh, 50 yard, yards on the last drive too, which was yeah, crazy. exactly. It was just all check down, just you know, prevent defense. So yeah, he was like the total team was at 92 yards for a while. The whole offense, uh, I think that's a huge blow because not only does he have getting his butt kicked against Buffalo, he got his butt kicked against the Niners. So the narrative is, you know, they played three good teams this year and they've lost. Well, if you count the Eagles twice, four, they've lost three of the four. Right. So, I mean, and. And not only that, Buffalo, Buffalo, who's had time trouble running at times this year, ran for 266 today against Dallas. That doesn't when you're getting gashed for 250 plus. It's that's a bad look. It's hard to feel like you're a legit Super Bowl champion when you get cash for five, four, a carry, 49 carries for 266 and three touchdowns. Yeah. That's a lot of rushing yards, man. Yeah. I, Niners more, weren't too far off that today. One more point on the Dallas running the ball thing. Like, that's my number of concern for Dallas if I'm a Cowboys fan because 
just watching from the outside, part of me is telling me like, okay, in these games where they're playing all the shit teams like the Giants and the Commanders, you know, Dak is just still throwing the ball like late into the third quarter padding. It seems like he's padding stats, but honestly, it might just be they don't trust the run game that much. And they have not, they haven't like had one game this year where it's just been, we're just going to put it in Tony Pollard's hands and we're just going to ride him for an entire game. And like, you have to do that kind of stuff in play, big playoff games. And today was the day to do that. And they still couldn't do it. How big of a problem is the run D for the Niners, by the way? I mean, 30 carries for 234, 7 8 a carry. Dermacato, who's a real power back and he's a tough guy to tackle. He had that 49-yard run up the gut. Connor had his reverse field 44-yarder, but he averaged 6-1 a carry. Uh, Michael Carter had almost 10 yards a carry in his three carries. How how big of an issue is the run, D? Uh, they, they haven't had a bad game like that this year. I mean, you, you're missing both Armstead and Hargrave, uh, plus an injured, not, not even close to 100% in Dre Greenlaw. I think... You know, Niners just got to if they can just take care of business the next two weeks. If 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 Seattle does takes care of Philly tomorrow night and the Niners win on Christmas Day and then go back to Washington, they clinch the one seed. And if if, uh, you know, Philly were to fall uh, prior to that. And that's what I'm hoping for, because the best I mean, if you can have base, that is almost like what make the week 17, to, just a tune up. Yeah, or 18, week 18, yeah, game week 17. 18. Yeah. Because that's how the Niners won a few of their Super Bowls when they had the buys and they had everything clinched. They used to just, that last game, they'd rest the guys and guys would have like a two-week break. And you get all, and if they can get that, if they could, you know, where CMC, maybe Brock doesn't even have to play much and and some of the defense guys and, and just get those guys rested and that's that's why I think next week's a huge week. I really do. I don't if if Seattle beats Philly tomorrow night, I don't think like they can go into that game and say, oh, we got one in the hip pocket because the Rams is going to be a tough game that last game of the season. Rams are playing well. Rams are playing the, well, yeah, very well. Yeah. We beat the, I don't want to leave it that. Kev, what did you think of the game? I mean. I thought the Cardinals put up a good effort. I think this is a game where if you're not the Niners, if you're not the best team in the league, you you drop this game because they were missing key pieces on defense. I'm, I'm not I got to watch it again, but I feel like, you know, missing two of the two interior guys definitely made them play a little closer up the middle. And then they lost some of the edge edge strength. And then, then the Cardinals got upside, got some big runs. Like like you said, 7.8 yards of carry is crazy. That's a crazy high average. You know, the Cardinals scored 30 points. So um, it's it definitely was the Niners' star power and Brock Purdy with a 135 rating. He's just stacking up high-rating games, game after game after game. It's actually crazy. 9.7 yards per play on the passing game. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a star-studded team, and they, they win this game even though they gave up 30. And I, I really feel like this game solidifies them as, like, the top team in the league right now. Um, I don't think there's any doubt the 49ers are the best team in football, but, um, you know, this is what they were without Hargrave or Armstead, who if today were the Super Bowl, they both would have played. So, you know, it's the, the 49ers are lo a loaded football team. Um, a couple guys really, to me, stood out today. 
I thought Isaiah Oliver had a number of nice plays. Um, Oliver, I know, has been down a little bit, but um, you know, I thought he played you know pretty well in this game. I thought Lenore played really well in this game. Um, you know, nine tackles, eight solo. He had a tackle for a loss. He had a pass defense. I mean, he Lenore for a small guy. Demo is so freaking physical. Like he loves contact. He loves getting in there. He was flying all over the field. Yeah. Loved what I saw from him. Really liked what I'm seeing from Kinlaw. He had a sack today. Um, you know, Javon is, is playing the best ball of his career right now. So it was a good win for the 49ers. More importantly, you know, they, they you know, escaped the game without major injuries. What did you guys think of the hit that Purdy took that caused him to go to the tent? And then what did you guys think of Sam Darnold? I mean, it was only a couple plays, but to me, I think we got a real glimpse right there of what is Sam Darnold. It's like, he can run the same plays that Purdy runs. He's just going to be a little. The timing's going to be a little bit off, and the accuracy is going to be a little bit off. Um, you saw you saw Darnold on a couple plays, and it just that just looked like exactly what I would expect out of Sam Darnold. Well, I was surprised when Darnold came in. I'm thinking, all right, you're probably going to run it a couple times. No, Kyle Shanahan called like back to back. Passing right. plays. Well, although I thought one of them clanked off Kittle's hands, though. Yeah, one it did. Right? It did. I saw that, and and some people tweeted out that oh, he didn't have any touch on it. That's just his arm strength. That's just Kittle not being able, getting used to the difference of a the the velocity of the passes. That's that's it. I thought I thought that was like a Josh Allen. You know, it was about a twenty yard zip, and he put it right on him, but it went through Kittle's hands. But uh, you can't blame. Darnold on that because he put it right there. What do you guys think of the hit on Purdy? Seemed a little like unnecessary. Well, I look at it this way. When you're out there playing and you're going for a tackle and all of a sudden the guy lowers his level, it's pretty hard to stop your momentum. And Purdy, the guy was coming in and then Purdy kind of went down a little bit, lowered his, his uh, position and it just caused a, you know, kind of more of a head to head uh, neck, went to his neck area a little bit. Um, it's so hard at full speed when you're playing out there at full speed to just stop, you know, I, I don't know. That's I thought it was I an awesome it. play. I thought it was an awesome play Sick because play. Purdy, you know, it was an improv step up, you know, use checks got to have the wherewithal to kind of, uh, he's blocking to check out and get his head around and catch that ball. I thought it was a great play in the hit. You know, I was, I thought it was kind of bang, bang. So I was okay with it. Dan, Dan wants me to share this one. So I'm going to put this on screen. This is uh Brock Purdy's efficiency so far <laughs> miles ahead of everyone else. This season for the whole season. Yeah. 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 And all these graphs, you want to be top, right? Um, yeah. Looking pretty good. Looking um, healthy, healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking healthy. Um, one other one, one other thought on that, you know, how much is the run? I mean, okay. So the, the Niners give up 234 on the ground. Now you get the Ravens coming up next week. They got the number one rushing offense in the NFL. We're at halftime of Ravens Jaguars. Um, Lamar leads them in rushing. He's got 51 yards at the break. He's run eight times for 51 yards, a long of 12. 
they've got 17 carries for 70 yards, so they're only averaging 4-1 a carry. So they're not running it well outside of Lamar. Gus Edwards has five carries for 13 yards, 2-6 a carry. Keaton Mitchell, three carries for five yards, 1-7 a carry. Um, are the Niners getting worn down, and that's what we're seeing from the run D? Is it really about Armstead and Hargrave? Is that what we're seeing from the run D? Uh, how concerned are you that the Ravens on Christmas night just run it up and down the field on the 49er defense? I mean, Lamar Jackson's one of the most dynamic ball carriers in the NFL. So that you're going to have to contain him. I know Kyler kind of escaped the pocket a couple times, one time down by the goal line. But I thought for the most part, the Niners did a pretty good job containing him. You're going to have to do that again next week because Lamar – um, it, you know, when you're talking dynamic ball carriers, it's like Lamar Jackson, Tyreek Hill, you know, Debo's up there. So you're going to have to lock down the run because that is a run-oriented team. While they do have some weapons, you know, OBJ, I saw Rashad Bateman making some plays. But it, Lamar Jackson, man, he's a dynamic cat. Vicente says the defensive play calling was sus. What'd you th- what did you think of the defensive play calling, guys? You have take I, issue with it? I didn't have any issue with it. There was missed tackles. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to me, I mean, you got a guy. I mean, that the James Conner uh, reverse field. I mean, he's standing right in the middle of the tackle box with five defenders around him. Dive at his knees and bring him to the ground. I mean, it's like everybody was waiting for somebody else to do the work for them. That's what it got yeah. the feeling like. Yeah, they weren't they weren't uh, wrapping up. I mean, they were reaching, they were lunging, they were, um, you know. I mean, you're going to have days like that, especially when you've got a defense with three or four guys that are out there playing a lot more than they're used to playing. And um, you know, I mean, Hargrave's known as a pass rusher on the D line, but he still takes up some space out there. Uh, on the run game. I think yeah. Armstead's more of the guy they're missing. Armstead is yeah. such a good run defender specifically. So they were missing him. And like I mentioned earlier, I, I thought Kalia Davis was kind of getting pushed around. You know, I don't know if they're monitoring the free agent market. I like to hear your guys' thoughts. Is it too late to bring in a Sue or an Akeem Hicks? Do you just roll with what you got? Because I wasn't impressed with Kalia Davis. I don't think he's quite ready to make an impact on this, you know, championship stage caliber team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this just it shows how important those two guys are. It's like the defense just completely changed when, when you have two of your starting, you know, stalwarts on the defensive line gone. Seven point eight yards to carry is a lot. And I mean, James Conner, he kind of cooked them last time too. And he's a big, strong back, and that's probably why they missed some tackles. But you bring You're up right. a good point, though, uh, Baller, with about Sue. I mean, um, I don't know how he is off, you know, how he would be in the uh, locker room if he's a guy that would mesh with this closeness. Of, I mean, he's had he'd be fine. You know, would he be okay? Because I mean, yeah. he's a he's a run stuffer. I mean, he's a guy that is still. I don't know what if he's got anything left. I mean, that year they won the Super Bowl with the Rams. He was pretty tough, but that's what. Two years ago now, three. What is that? Been a couple twenty twenty one. I think. Yeah, made some plays for the Eagles last year down the stretch. And yeah, supposedly the Niners were in the mix for him last year. Right. 
he's he's I, I I think I'd rather at this point have a guy like that in in my back pocket than than a guy like Davis just because of the history of playing in big games and and the his size you know he's hard he's hard to move and you got those linebackers behind him that's you know defensive line his main job on the run is just hold up the hold up those tackles and guards so that the linebackers can come up and you know make the tackle who's out there i'm looking at the list um if you if, i mean i'm not saying they should go away from kalia but you know they're in their go moment if they don't feel like he can do the job um i got to watch this film again but i'm looking at the list Linval Joseph, Michael Brockers, Akeem Hicks, Sue, Ross Blacklock. Not bad. Uh, those are the guys that really stand out. Larry, will Mo, there Mo be Hurst, uh, Mo Hurst is on the on the beach. Okay. <laughs> Any guys I mean, get um I mean, we see guys <clears throat> in the last few weeks from teams get released. Is there any vets that uh teams might want to move? away from that are on expiring contracts that they want to play some of their guys on their practice squad for the last three weeks. You see anybody like that coming up? I mean, that, you just don't see that that much. Um, teams usually go to the finish line with their players. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, none that I can think of. I know Sue's name's been thrown out there as a potential, you know, maybe they would have, maybe he would be somebody who might be in a ring chasing mode. God knows if you're if you're a you know defensive tackle, any position really, you'd love to be a 49er. You want you wonder how much of it is just, you know, they're kind of sleepwalking through this game as opposed to they have a real problem against the run. I mean, you did see two runs that went for 40, you know, over, you know, what 49 and 44. So if you took those out, you got, you know, 28 carries for 134. It's not really, you know, 135, something like that. It's not great, but it's not terrible. They had, they just had a couple of really bad plays. Um, and this they is kind of what happened. This is kind of what happened going into the bye week. They allowed a lot of, they had a lot of missed tackles. And then they came out of the bye week a lot fresher, which to me is like, to me, when you look at the way they defend the run when fresh as opposed to when they're not fresh is all the reason in the world why this number one seed is so vital. It's not necessarily, um, you know, anything besides the week off. And the week off is a major, major advantage. The home field's obviously great, too. But, I mean, I don't know that I don't know that, that Levi's is like a house of horrors, but that extra week off is sure awfully invaluable especially when everybody else doesn't get it. Yeah. And they could lock it down after Washington. If, if we can get some help with Seattle, that would be major because I still think, man, go beat. If that happens, just play Baltimore with everything you got, because you, you don't want to have to push these guys. If you don't have to in week 18 against the Rams, Rams are going to be playing. I think, I think that game, the Rams are playing is, the way it's lining up, it looks like the Rams are going to be playing for a playoff game. And uh, whenever a team's playing for a playoff game and, you know, I think the Niners, if they're not playing, the only way the Niners I think would probably be up for that game is if, if the one seed was on the line, if, if it's not on the line, I could see the Rams, you know, giving them a heck of a time. 
guys, after watching every week in, in pro football, new things happen. There's new injuries. The whole thing is kind of reshaped. We know the Niners are the dominant team in the NFC. Um, who would you say is the team that you fear the most? Because if I was going first, I would probably say Buffalo. Buffalo's been through some really, really rough moments this year. Um, God knows they've had some of the ugliest games of any team in pro football. But Josh Allen, they, they beat the Cowboys 31-10. to 10. Um, If you look at the numbers, it was a running game. Josh Allen, it was probably a terrible weather day in Buffalo. Josh Allen was 7 of 15 for 94 yards, had the one touchdown, but they ran it 49 times for 266. James Cook had 179 yards rushing and a touchdown, 7-2 a carry. Diggs caught four balls for 48 yards, but it was a big big ground attack, and then um, they had seven hits on Prescott, and they wind up crushing Dallas 31-10. To me, it looks like Buffalo is is coming on. But who do you guys think is the the team outside of the Niners that has the most momentum? I mean, if we're t- momentum is, I guess, a little bit different. I, I, it's still the Chiefs for me, honestly. I still kind of think the Chiefs might get the one seed. Like the way it just seems like uh, these AFC teams are just self combusting. Nobody wants it. Um, I, this this is the best Chiefs defense we've seen. And like how many times like how many times did Tom Brady like in the Pats look like they were kind of cooked for that year and it would be just not that talented of a team, but then they just find their way back in the Super Bowl. I kind of feel like that's what we're gonna look at this year with the Chiefs. They're just gonna find their way in and it's gonna be just awesome defense. And then it's just comes down to a game plan. And I'm still a little bit scarred because the Niners can't seem to beat the Chiefs. I'm going with the Ravens. Going with this a team that the Niners are going to be playing here next week. I think the Ravens, that defense is really freaking good. Like the Niners got the, the best linebacker core in the NFL, but I mean, who's the second? Because Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen are up there. You know, Jadavion Clowney, Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Hamilton. Like that defense has a lot of really good players. And then, like I already talked about. Lamar Jackson and just how dynamic is like when Lamar has his a game, which it doesn't happen every week, but when he does the Ravens win. Ravens are a good team. No question. Kev, who do you think's got the most momentum right now outside of the Niners? Uh, most momentum. I'll go with the Ravens. The Ravens lost a close game to Browns a couple weeks ago, and they haven't lost a game before that since week five against the Steelers. And they've been kind of steamrolling some teams. I know they were life and death with the Rams, but I mean, that's that's the beauty of next week is you get to see them next week. So you get to play them. But I'll, I'll actually go with what Rye was saying. The Chiefs are scary, man. They're scary in the playoffs. It's, it's just an Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes thing. You know, uh, they they looked kind of beatable in the first half today against the, the Patriots. And I know they end up beating them, right? I think they beat them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just Mahomes in the playoffs, and, it, and I feel like the playoffs is more of a, a QB type of game. Like it's it's it, it matters more who you who your QB is uh, in the playoffs, and I I fear Patrick Mahomes in the big game. And, and Kev, you just said it like they looked beatable in the beginning of the game, and then they went on to just like easily cover like the huge yeah. spread, like that. It's just we're not used to seeing the Chiefs even beatable. Like yeah. that's, but it doesn't mean that they're not still like probably the scariest team and Buffalo. I mean, 
Look, Buffalo's been effing around all year, and they easily could have lost last week. This week, I think, was just like a really bad spot for the Cowboys. I thought the Cowboys would get blown out. Dak sucks in cold weather. He's played, played like zero cold weather games, went to Mississippi State, and he's got like an issue in his hand where like every time it gets below a certain temperature, like his uh, freaking something, his like surgically repaired thumb metal piece, whatever, just starts <laughs> acting up. That's at least what he said before the game. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I feel like there's a lack of consistency in teams in the NFL right now. The, the the Bravens and the Niners are the most consistent in the NFL. Like you'll see the you'll see the Bills and the and the Chiefs drop a game. Lions look pretty good against Denver the other night. Was that Saturday night? Yeah, they had to though. They'd been just <laughs> yeah. reeling. They yeah. really look good though. They really did. Yeah, their run with their run game and and their passing game. If they get that thing straightened out, you know, they're they're. They kind of went through a stretch for about five games, six games, where they just looked pretty flat. But they looked really good at the beginning of the year, and maybe they're getting it back together. I kind of think the Bills are a team to be reckoned with. If they get in, and they have a path. Uh, Miami plays next week. Don't they play Dallas at yeah. Miami next week? And the Bills still have a game with Miami. So if – the Dolphins lose another game, and the Bills went out. Bills will win the division. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, because they're and the two... Dolphins still look good today against the Jets too. They shut out the Jets without Tyreek. If if the if the Bills went out, they would go eleven and six. And if the Dolphins lose next week to Dallas, they still have Buffalo. So if they lost again to Buffalo, they they would have the same record, and Buffalo would have beaten them twice. Mm. Back to the Niners on a second for a second. How concerning is it that Arizona put up, you know, thirty more yards than them? Arizona put up four thirty six on this defense today. I think you just have to hope it's one of those things where like defense in the NFL is just not that sticky week to week. Like it just even the best defenses can. They just have games where they let up a ton. I think maybe we start to get concerned if, you know, it happens again next week. Yeah, I'm not think? too concerned. I'm not too concerned. Uh, there was some there was some garbage time yards there, right? Yeah. The Cardinals got a touchdown to the tight end at the air at the end. You know, the Niners had an offensive possession. Well, they didn't have one because Charvarius Ward ended up pick six in it. So that gives the Cardinals – an extra possession, you know, the, the run defense was bad, but I, it was just a couple plays. There were just some mental lapses like DeMarcado run. You could see a couple players kind of fell asleep. They thought he was kind of bottled up towards the line, like a Jair Brown kind of slowed up. And then when DeMarcado emerged from the pack with some momentum, he just kind of ran by everyone. So a couple mental lapses gave up some big yardage plays, some garbage time yards. I'm not too concerned about it. Uh, it's 10 um, seven right now. You kind of want Baltimore to win this game tonight. You don't want them coming to San Francisco off of a loss to Jacksonville with only a one game cushion for the one seed. Um, so they should be down pull, in this game. Also pull, like pull, the, for, pull for Baltimore tonight. The, the Jags have missed two field goals. They, at the end of the half, like they were driving inside the 10 and they just didn't get a playoff. And uh, also Lawrence fumbled, like rushing the ball inside the 10. So it's been, and they're still only down three. 
When does the voting officially go in for the MVP? Do you guys know? I don't know. I think it's isn't it after the last game between before? Is it through week eight? I know it's before the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wasn't sure if they vote. Do they wait to the last game of the regular season? Um, Did you hear Purdy said that he it should be CMC? Now, obviously, we know that that's probably just Purdy being a nice guy, but like, is that? I mean, is that going to be used on the talk shows that? Tend to move the MVP market. <laughs> that that Purdy himself doesn't believe yeah. he deserves it. Exactly. <laughs> I could see. I could oh, see. Come on, uh, come on! Don't do that, man. I, I got I got money on Purdy. You know, but, you know how it's, you know how it gets played on those shows. Even Brock Purdy knows that he's not the MVP. That, that's yeah. exactly right. That is hundred. <laughs> you know what? I'll let Brock Purdy tell you in his own words, and then they'll play the clip. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Even Brock knows to give him the MVP would be ridiculous. It's like it's yeah. like Buster Posey saying perception about San Francisco, and now they're using it against him. Yeah, <laughs> they're all coming down on Buster poor, and all. Poor Buster. Gosh. Buster, Buster, notice something that everybody else should notice. Um, <laughs> Matt Patricia has replaced Sean Desai as the Eagles' defensive play caller. Isn't that interesting? The Eagles were ten and one. They lose two games in a row. Defensive coordinator out. <laughs> so Matt Patricia, senior yeah. defensive assistant there with the Eagles. Um, has replaced Sean Desai as the defensive coordinator, in, which includes Desai's play-calling duties. Desai's going to remain with the Eagles in a different capacity. Awkward. Um, wow. What do you guys think of that? I mean, is that is that, um, is that knee-jerk? I mean, the, this this guy that you, you know, you've lost two, uh, two games in a row here, but, you know, the same guy who's, you know, your defense coordinator when you were 10 and one is your defense coordinator now. Well, they are the worst in the league in pass defense. I think they're 32. They're giving up yards secondary. Yeah. I think it's the right move. I think it's the right move. I, uh, Matt Patricia, you know, I, I think he's going to be better than what they were working with previously. You know, obviously he's been under the, the Belichick kind of eye. Uh, like Dan said, the secondary has been getting carved for the Eagles. So uh, I think it's actually a, probably a good move for him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they they had a bad, they had a bad defense, but when they were 10 and one too, it, it wasn't like the last two weeks, their defense got worse. It, it had been bad. And last year, last year, their defense was really good. And who did they lose? They lost Javon Hargrave and they replaced him with Jalen Carter and their defense got significantly worse. So I, 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 I could see the move. When you bring up Matt Patricia, I, I I just can't get over that Bill Belichick made him the play caller for offense last year. Yeah, that, <laughs> just, that was bad. That, that was, was bad. just he's a defensive coach, not nothing to do with offense, and Belich, and that was the worst offense I've ever seen. It didn't oh, necessarily go all that well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it didn't necessarily work. Um, what what do you think though of, of the? Are you, how much of this of the Ravens have you guys seen this year? What kind of game do you anticipate next week at Levi's? I mean, uh, the Ravens tonight are, what'd you say it was? 14. It's 10, it's 10 7. 10 7. 10 7. 10 7, third quarter. Yeah. And the Jags, Jags are the driving. Ball. Yeah. They're driving right yeah. now. What is, do you, that, what, is CJ, Be- I haven't watched it much. Is CJ Beathard playing tonight or is Lawrence? No, no it's, it's Lawrence. Lawrence. It's Trevor oh, it's Lawrence. Lawrence. Who apparently just pretty that, well. I'm pretty sure that was not a high ankle, by the way. 
Like he played the week after versus the Browns. And then now he's just like running around like everything's okay. I think yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like he really reacted. So it's kind of kind of a bad yeah, and, look. And everyone was losing their mind about the cart situation. So maybe like was he did he not need a cart? Like remember that whole thing where they're like, why is he not in a golf cart yeah. right now? I don't know. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, by the way, the Ravens you don't, you don't the come Ra- back with like that. The Ravens have no sacks against uh against uh, Lawrence tonight. They have two hits on the quarterback, both by uh, Justin Matabuke. Um, but I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, I think the Ravens are a really good football team at home when they have a lead and they're getting calls and it seems like they have a better run game than they have now. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, Keaton Mitchell. I know Lamar is a good good runner, but I mean, that's not great. And then their weapons now that now that the tight ends out Isaiah Likely, Rashad Bateman, Charlie Kohler, you know, Odell Beckham, say Flowers. Nelson Aguilar. What Nelson I will say Aguilar. is this is the best defense you're going to face since the Browns. This this is a really good defense. Kyle Hamilton, tremendous player. Roquan yeah. Smith. Yeah. Patrick Queen. Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, and not only that, they're huge inside. If you look at Michael Pierce is 355. He is massive. He's just an absolute roadblock in the middle. And then the other big guy they have there is also huge. The the big defensive tackle from Connecticut, Travis Jones. He's like 340. So they have huge bodies in the middle. It'll be interesting to see. Do the Niners try to run outside against them? Um, but, I, 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 you know, you look at those weapons. I mean, Isaiah Likely, Rashad Bateman, um, OBJ, Keaton Mitchell, Gus Edwards, A. Flowers. Really? You're going to get carved up by those guys? And Lamar throwing it? Mitchell's, Mitchell's quick. He's kind of like he is quick. But yeah. can't, he's he's like Mitchell. He can't. I love pass Mitchell. Off. I mean, he's on my fantasy team. But yeah, he's, he, he's like A-chain a little bit, but you just got to get him get a body on him early. But uh, Edwards doesn't isn't scary. He's just more of their goal line back. And, um, you know, the guy I think you got to really watch with Baltimore is is Zay, Zay Flowers. You can't let him beat you. Yeah, no. Their offense is definitely a, a step down from losing Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews was their offense. Like, he was their guy. He was their Kelsey. So, yes. really, you just got to fear Lamar. You have to fear Lamar. I mean, OBJ actually has been kind of been productive lately. I'm not sure what he's done in this game. But, yeah, they're not off offensively dynamic as they once were, but their defense is still pretty stout. Speaking of uh, any, any they got better and... weapons than they did last year. Yeah. Yeah. And Speak... I like Rashad Bateman. I think Rashad Bateman's yeah. got some juice. OBJ's been looking like their weapons aren't good, but they're not bad. No, yeah, Flowers just... has got big talent too. Um, yeah. Any word on Lenore, Daniel Garcia? That's what I was Lenore just gonna ask you. That's just gonna ask you about Lenore because he was never returning his uh He's holding his chest like they were working on it. It looked like his ribs. It looked like his ribs. Man. Let me see. See if there's any any word on the interwebs on uh, Diamador Lenore. Well, you check on Demo. I want rib injury. Rib injury. Who took his place? Was it Oliver? And they moved uh, Thomas to the other corner. What what they do? I think it was. It was Oliver who came in in the in the nickel or in the uh, slot. Yep. Oh. Oh, fumble recovery touchdown. Oh was no. It? 
Not sure it was. Hopefully that. Hey, how, Giamador, Giamador Lenore sure does hit, though, doesn't he? My yeah. Goodness. Speaking For of that fumble guy. recovery, do you guys, uh, what did you think of uh, Ronnie Bell at the end of the half, like coughing the ball up? And then, I mean, he, it was this close to being a touchdown. I mean, if 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 his, uh, let me see this, Lawrence. I don't trust Ronnie Bell. Yeah. Really? Really after don't. one after after one play where his his elbow is down, I mean that's what caused the fumble. His elbow hit the ground. Like to it, me, I'm not. It's not I'm just not one play. Out. It's not just okay. one play. Go back to the last couple of weeks. Didn't he have that? Didn't he have another one where he fumbled it out of bounds? Didn't he have another one where he? Yeah, dove, he did have another one. He did he have another dove one. and kind yeah. of exposed the ball. Yeah, speak. When's um, Ray Ray coming back? He's not. He's on the IR. I mean, in the but playoffs, it, will they just stick Debo back there? I, I mean, is an Ayuk on the punts? Is Ray Ray gone for the year, or is he just is he eligible? No, not necessarily. But he's on IR, so they'd have to so pull him off IR. He just has to miss four games, and then he can come back. Right. I just don't. And he also has a rib injury. I'm not sure exactly to what extent. Jeez. But Ray Ray. That's the one thing about Ray Ray. He's a little bit more trustworthy. I like. I like Ronnie Bell, but. It just seems like the last couple games he's been kind of loose with the ball, and he had a diving play where he was trying to – he took it out of the end zone, so he wanted to get to at least a 25, and he just dove from the 20 to the 25 in the last game, and he kind of exposed the ball, and it didn't pop out. But um, it just seems like he's – you know, he's a young guy trying to do an awful lot, and and he seems like you can pop the ball out against him. I said throw Wishnowski back there. <laughs> yeah. He's got great speed. <laughs> Go with Wishnowski. Um overall though, I think if you're the 49ers, you know, the one thing that's going to bug me, if if you say give me give me uh something that agitates you. I'm agitated by the idea that as we get closer to the finish line, I get the sense that the crowd that nev- doesn't want to give the Niners credit is going to come up in the 11th hour in the playoff run with this was just a down year for the NFL. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, you yeah. Get that vibe like like the Niners, the Niners are may win this thing and they may not win this thing without there being a real super competitive crescendo moment in the playoffs in the conference title game or the Super Bowl. And then I get the feeling that the hyper negative, uh, you know, we need something to clickbait about crowd is going to be like. Uh, does does this title really count in a year where the NFL was down across the board? I don't. Any, I, I don't get that because they're no? dominating. They're they're not just squeaking by. Te- they're not squeaking by teams. They're they're beating teams by double digits almost. So you're saying game. that people are going to rise up and say, you know what, we were just wrong as hell about Brock Purdy and the Niners. We were just wrong. We thought this guy was totally marginal. He won the MVP. We thought this team was nothing. They're Super Bowl champs, and they did it kind of easily. Well, um, those people are going to start sounding more and more stupid if they keep, like, you know, Nick Wright. The longer he keeps dishing Purdy and saying it's a system quarterback. or Oh, oh can I go on that for a second? Uh, so he's, he's, Forget it, man. He's, the thing that, I, that really annoys me about the Nick Wright thing is, like, his favorite guy is Mahomes. And, like, the whole idea is, like, well, I think, first of all, he's, like, crying because Mahomes – finally doesn't have any help but like he's acting as if alex smith wasn't a pro bowler with all those same weapons 
you know, the year before Mahomes came in and then Mahomes steps in and it's like, dude, you've got, I, I get that the Niners have Kyle Shanahan. Okay. You had Andy Reed and you had Kareem Hunt, who's coming off 1900 all purpose yards, basically doing a McCaffrey impression the year before. And he was on an absolute heater until I think he got injured maybe week 12 or something like that, but had like 14 touchdowns, crazy amount of yards. And you have Tyree kill. Who's like the most effective wide receiver the most like game-changing, probably single offensive weapon outside of the quarterback position of my lifetime. And you have the best receiving tight end ever, basically. So like, it's not like, and they had a, a all pro uh, right tackle and a pro bowl left tackle. So it's not like Mahomes, like Mahomes stepped in. Yeah. He elevated things like Purdy stepped in. He elevated things from where Jimmy G had him, you know? Did you guys see the speaking of touchdowns? You mentioned Kareem Hunt. Did you guys see the stat today about Raheem Mostert has 19 TDs and the Jets the entire season have only 17 for the team? It's, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I kind of think that. Do you think Lafleur stays or not Lafleur? Um, who's the OC? The OC that uh, Aaron Rodgers loves. Oh, uh, Hackett. Hackett. Yeah. Like. Are you really going to let Rogers dictate like Man. keeping that guy? I mean, you soul should cert- soul certified says we're smashing teams. Jesse Wade is saying who gives an S what the clowns say. No, I know. It's always just entertaining Seriously. to see how they're going to, disp- how they're going to get a, di- you know, somehow discredit. Hey, the only thing you can world. discredit, you can't discredit a Super Bowl. You can discredit a 2020 world series, but you can't discredit a, uh, you know, 23 Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, if you're, people if are always going to say, people are always going to say shit, but it's like, if, is there any validity behind it? I was saying earlier, like the only, the only argument for a, you know, Mickey Mouse ring was that Lakers ring in the bubble. Like that's the only one. And yeah. then they still count it, but like, that's yeah. the only one you could actually argue like, Hey, that wasn't legit, but it still kind of was. So it's like, like Dodgers say World that the Niners, also was Mickey yeah, Mouse. the Dodgers world series in 60 games. Oh, no way. Check this play out. If you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just saw it. Check That's what I'm oh saying. Goodness. Lamar Jackson's just different. MF says, heard a rumor that Jung Hu Lee will be at Levi's for the Rams game. There you go. <laughs> By the way, uh, one of the greatest moments of the Jung Hu Lee press conference, they asked him, they said, Jung Hu, what is it that you really love to do when you're not playing baseball? Did you see what he said? I love to watch the Krug show on YouTube. <laughs> he didn't say Krug show, but he did say, I do. A, I like to sit at home and watch YouTube as my mother makes me good food to eat. That was what he said. It was beautiful. Oh, was man. Like, he said, he actually, he said NorCal Sports there. Network. He actually said NorCal Sports Network. I love watching Dare, Dan and Eric, and I loved Eric's military history knowledge. Yes, there he goes. Go Giants! <laughs> and I love Chardal. I love how he, I love how he says, uh, Go Giants. And he says, San Francisco. Hey, I came to win championships. There you go. Here's here's uh, M. Patel. Jung Hu, a.k.a. Tommy Listella. All right, let's oh, go. Uh, <laughs> that's harsh. All right, let's God. let's hit the supers right here. We've got this one from Andy with two Ys, 707. Trent Balky voice, please. <clears throat> Wait a second. I need a little, I need I need a little water. Yeah, I need a little water. I can't just do the trenches out of the blue. Yeah, loop, loop, loop the, loop the pipes. You know, it's so funny that you asked me that, Lowry, because I'll tell you, Trent, 
People always say Trent Bulky likes guys with torn ACLs. No, no, no. Trent Bulky likes guys who happen to recover from ACLs. It shows great value, and that's why I'm an outstanding and underrated general manager. And Doug Peterson and I are getting it done here in Jacksonville. And let me tell you, Trevor Lawrence is the future of the world. Future of the world. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Um, Bruce R says, seeing number 10 return punts gives me PTSD. Yeah, Bruce, seriously, I I was getting nervous. Brian's a brand new uh, YouTube member. Thank you, Brian. Welcome aboard. We always give give YouTube members a little clap. Randall, not a super, but I love it. He says, I love Bay Area baller. Even if he's a Lance fanboy, he's still my baller. Uh, What? Lance who? He said that you're Lance? Lance, Trey Lance, Lance Bass. Who's that guy? Yeah. Forgot about him pretty quick, though, huh? Are you talking about the hey, Dallas thanks, Cowboy quarterback? There you go. Randall loves you. Jesse Wade says that back shoulder throw was effing elite. Seriously, guys, the back shoulder throw, Debo. Purdy to Debo on the, I mean, in the tightest window you could ever create. And he just put it right. On him, perfect time. Yeah, yeah, that system, system. I wanted to jump. Not in a on game that changer. Not a game. That's a system throw. System throw. <laughs> Not a we game We know how changer. good Debo is around the line of scrimmage, but the last couple weeks we're seeing Debo win down the field. Seems like he's kind of evolving a little bit. Right, last week he ran by Jamal Adams. This week, perfectly executed back shoulder throw. So I like to see Debo kind of adding the element of down the field. Debo looks like Debo 21 again. He does. He looks great. He's a bully. Debo. He just bullied that DB on that back shoulder. Just like like a very subtle kind of push, like just a little bit of separation. Debo, he's just a bully. I, think I just Debo... get the feeling that Debo had, you know, was he he was dominant in the first half against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. See? I don't know how much it burned him, but I'm sure it did burn him that they didn't finish the deal and he only got two touches. I think Debo is going to play bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as the stakes get bigger. Yeah. I think he's you your know, Super he's Bowl a big MVP. guy. And I don't you know, know if that's because you if you watch him, you see him dog it when he's he's not getting the ball. It, he seems like he gets up for games. Like you know what I mean? Like like he 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 gives more effort when he has to give more effort. You guys you see know, that? Yeah. Debo is um, you know, in 21. The end of 21 going into the NFC championship during the playoffs. I mean, he was like, he was like the high school player who played both ways and he's just given the ball. He was, he was the star and everybody said he's probably the best all around player in the league in 21. Then 22, he kind of comes in, he's not in shape and he has a pretty off year for Debo this year. He's, you know, he's got CMC and Purdy and all the loves going there. And Debo's stepping his game up. And he may, like you said, Larry, he may end up being the he's Super gonna Bowl. Fire. He's going mean, to fire he's, in primetime. Yeah. Liam Liam says, at what point do we let Sam Darnold get reps? How about uh, <laughs> Tuesday? How about Tuesday at practice? Maybe, <laughs> maybe Wednesday. How about Wednesday? I'm hoping it's week 18. He's really good on Wednesdays. Yeah. My hope is is that he plays the full game week 18 in a meaningless game for the Niners that uh, you get him the reps that he needs just to 
have that full game experience. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. And we got I, Michael and I, they Miller. Could do that. They could do the week, the week one, 2021 or 2020 thing where they, they bring in Trey Lance, to the goal line. Remember that? Remember that where they would, they would switch it off. That was, that was oh, a yeah. crazy time looking back, bro. I, I think we have Michael Miller good. caught in the middle of something here. He, maybe there's some day drinking going on. He says, Larry, Larry does not have the balls to have me on goat. What does that say? It's an, goat? I, think it's an emoji. I think it's an emoji, but you can't see it on here. Oh, white goat, turquoise, white horns, goat, turquoise, white horns, goat, goat turquoise, white horns. <laughs> Michael oh, Miller said Brock Purdy is the best quarterback in the NFL. And you all was haters. Wait a second. I think I do remember saying him saying that. Here's another one. Larry, goat, turquoise, white horns. Brock Purdy is the best quarterback in the NFL. When will you man up and say that Michael Miller was right? Mike, sounds like you might might need to uh, go for some counseling or something, get some (laughs) affirmation somewhere. (laughs) Kev, do you remember the night that Mike Miller – Walked onto this he, show. Yeah, I do because he, he said that he was the Patrick Mahomes was worse than Brock Purdy, and we disagreed. This is a man with a full gray beard. But did he know of Brock Purdy before you spotted him at camp last no. year, Larry? No, come on. Oh, okay, He's Mike so Miller. come on, Mike. I don't Mike? even think you'd heard of Brock Purdy before, Larry. Brian I mean, w- would you guys even say now that Brock Purdy is better than Patrick Mahomes? I wouldn't. No. but mike miller do i dare invite mike miller on here that might be that might be content too good it might have to be behind a paywall (laughs) maybe a patreon deal i'm gonna put the link out there we'll fish out for mike miller just because i like me some mike miller and i do have the balls to have you on mike miller I got those spicy. balls to have you on. That might be so spicy. It might be members only. Might be a members only thing. Kev can can figure out a way to make more money on that. <laughs> Kev's just a mastermind. Imagine if that just was though. Like you you created like a Patreon or something, and it just the only thing <laughs> you just had to pay for it. And the only thing was just taking on like wild fans and debates. Like all right, thirty minutes <laughs> done. We got this. Done, done, done. Done. Dun, dun, dun. In this corner, Michael Miller from Virginia talking trash and wearing a beard. Dun, 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 dun. Somebody uh, asked, mentioned Dan's channel earlier today at the uh, meet and greet. I forget what something, who, what was, how did it Dan's was, channel it was Kyle. Kyle McKiernan? Kyle McKiernan, yeah, yes. So. Kyle, the great Kyle McKiernan. Yeah. I gave oh. him a Krug Show shirt today. Awesome. Okay, yeah, one... Kyle, dro- Kyle drove down from the near Chico area. Chico, the yeah. guy drove from Chico, right? You could have been up here easily. Yeah, God. down in Southern Nick Cal, that's nothing. That. Guy came from Chico. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, um, okay, wait, so... How about the the Warriors are currently up one on the Blazers with two minutes left in the third. Steph Curry has four points. That is just strange. What I'm worried. What I'm waiting on is what trade the Warriors are going to make. Oh, yeah, got they need to make more than one. We should do a state of the Warriors trade. pod or something. The Warriors, the Warriors are going to make a trade, and they may be able to make some good trades because they got. The I think they, I think they ball. make. I think they make at least two trades. Wiggins, I think. I, I think two, play. two or three guys move off this team. 
at least. Danny, doctor up the best trade. I've got some warrior trades, Dan, that I'll share with you before we get out of here okay. that work on the on the trade machine. I have work behind the scenes. Right. Behind the scenes, work on a warrior trade. Right, I want one. I want one. That's your homework assignment before the show ends. Before the show ends, okay. Before the show my... ends, you get a warrior trade that works. I got to get on phone here. Dan is nothing our in-house GM, so nothing involving trout. Okay? <laughs> nothing involving trout. Hey, uh, um, I made enough trades in fantasy this year to, uh, man. Dan is like, Dan's like Whitey Herzog at winter meetings and like Michael meetings. Miller's in the chat. I didn't even. I didn't what, even what, get what, what. Is that true? What? Look at him. There he is. He's clapping his hands together. You don't have the balls to take me on and have oh me on God. this show. This you know how, like, really uh, interesting. You, know you how, don't like, have the stones, Krug, to bring me on this extravaganza. Well, look, if he gets physical, I got baller. I got I got Rye. Rye's a big guy. Yeah, Rye's a big guy. And I, and I got the biggest Rye, Rye is I, sneaky I, I huge, guys. Hands. I don't Danny, think people realize Danny, that. Rye's like 6'5". Hey, I can crush us all with his pinky. You don't want to mess with my hand size either, man. <laughs> Dan could palm a tennis ball. And <laughs> um, Dan also knows people at the HOA. Okay. So I just want to let everybody know you mess with Dan. You're messing with Margaret from the HOA. Right. Margaret. Yeah. We should play that sometime again. Oh, <laughs> I see the, I see the crack. I did. Look. Oh. There it is. <laughs> I see the crack. Hey, right. I think, I think uh, HOA dues should go up to 850. Yes. I think they should be 900. Hey, you know, when we have a presidential <laughs> election and the guy loses, he, he calls up or he texts, he gives a concession speech to the, to the winner. I played Rye today in fantasy playoffs. I didn't Did get you? no concession speech. You want a concession speech? I'll give you a concession speech. <laughs> Oh no! Don't no no. Don't. I, I I got well well just just because I think that this is funny because I saw a comment somebody had a comment that said you just you guys will get a kick out of this because I wasn't in the fantasy league for like the first I don't know sixty percent of the season yes. and then I, I I took over somebody's team was that due to last year's suspension or no 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 <laughs> I I just I, I just didn't get involved and then somebody you know Dan there's a ton of controversy with trades not going through and then not going through and then eventually somebody quit and then so i got asked you know you want to you want to get in there and i was like sure whatever you know what it's it's fine pay your 75 dollars uh, dues yeah you yeah, paid my 75 dollars dues you know i'm treating it's my fourth fantasy league so you know I'm, I'm setting my lineups i'm being a good fantasy owner but it's not the most important fantasy league. To oh, make. come on. Oh, what? Oh, here we He's go. He's making excuses. Secondary league. No, 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 no. This is funny. It's my side no. chick. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. He's beating my ass. Oof. Good. Oof. Dan, you just put porn on there. Could you take that down? <laughs> yeah, Dan, get your tabs. Seriously. But I did notice. Uh, so I didn't really put much prep work into this week. I was, I, only, I think I even forgot putting a waiver claim. Michael Miller, oh. by the way, ladies and gentlemen, has just switched his hat from forward to backward. Oh, so you know he's it's on. Anyway, you know it's on. You know so, it's on. He's prepping back there. Oh I, man. I had some crappy defense and I I uh I didn't even put in a waiver claim and I was like, eh, whatever. You know what? Dan's gonna beat me. I'll just pick somebody up on Saturday. Right. I go to pick up a defense in this league. The top like obviously all of the best defenses are taken. 
So it's down to like pretty much just the ass defenses. The Raiders. And of the ass defenses, like the first like eight, I couldn't even pick up off of waivers because Dan's team had already picked them up. All of them, he picked them all up and dropped them so that I could I wasn't oh, able to pick oh, them up. And Dan was fuck, rostering Dan? Oh. three defenses. Dan, you need it. Seriously, you need to that's take some in serious a, gamesmanship by Dan. Dude, no, I'm sure, that's not gamesmanship. That's like taking a <laughs> taking brutal. a meeting. You need a you need like intervention. You need an intervention. I know. I I, I am brutal, man. I'm ruthless when it comes to uh, competition. Man. You did that on purpose. You're not you're not ruthless. You're diabolical. It was I, diabolical. I I, I, I actually I, appreciate. I respected it. I respect. I, I did it on purpose. He he was he would have grabbed the Raiders. They got 27 points. It's true. It's true. Dan, you couldn't allow him to have anybody, huh? Well, well, I respect it. I, you know, I, I don't know that Del Boca Vista wants mean-spirited people living within the walls as that are that evil. To fill you guys in, Keith Mitchell went down with a knee injury on a nice run. He's oh, getting he really? assisted off the field. Yeah, Keaton Mitchell uh, banged good. up with the knee. But just to wrap up the fantasy, you know, I'm in five leagues. Oh. I made the playoffs in all five. I got a high in three Look out of five. Like, so, I mean – Look oh, wait you. a minute. Wait a wait minute. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on, hold you say on, you had a on. buy in three out of five? I got it. Jeez, man. Yeah. Put him in the yeah. center. Give me the big oh, string. Yeah. 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 Buy in three out of five. This is a man that's leagues. had a buy in three out of five fantasy leagues. I don't even have my face on the screen. I'm hiding behind the New York style sausage logo. Yeah, I've, been, I've been playing fantasy uh, since about 2004. So I, I got some. You've experience. lived a little. Wow. I've been man. around the block. Five been around the block. This ain't, your first, in all five this ain't your first rodeo, as they say. Look at that. Definitely not. Those are fantasy buys. Who's your serious? Are you in a PPR league? Look at Danny. Danny's oh, yeah. going to try PPR. to engage you in a cross league trade. Dan, you I, I can only PPR. trade with people in your own league. Hey, I, you should hear my receivers. I traded, I made so many trades. I ended up with uh, Tyreek Hill, Amon St. Brown. And Justin Jefferson is, is my three wide receivers. Amon St. Brown would like you to not not include the raw. He's an Amon raw, okay? Yeah, I'm on raw. At least yeah. respect the raw. All right. On that note, we go to a man's in Virginia. Oh boy, he's actually in the green room. He's in the green room. Oh, this is gonna be fun. I'm he's in sit. Virginia, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna sit back. He might give me a okay, let me. Earlier tonight in the chat, he suggested that I didn't have the balls to bring him on. Do you want me to put him in, or do you got it? Go ahead, Kev. Bring him in. Bring All him right. in. I don't even want to get the door. Bring in the Miller. Michael. Mr. Miller. Look at that. Do I have the floor? Yes, you sir. have the floor. We what does Brock Purdy not leave in now? He leaves in yards. TDs, everything known to man he leads in. Is he the best player now in the league? Or are you still on Patty Mahomes have a hissy fit crying? <laughs> I'm telling uh, you, he's MVP. He's there ain't MVP. one other guy can against me. Miller 2024. <laughs> he is MVP. There ain't but one other guy competing against him, and that's CMC. I think we have to all agree with that at this point. It, yeah. it, it'd be locked up for Purdy. But at the same point, like, I mean, do priors have to count a little bit? And Patrick Mahomes has been just destroying this league for, like, the last five years. And the refer the referees have been destroying it right along with it. 
Well, that's, Michael, can we not say that we, we, we can say that Purdy's having the best season, but he's not the best player? Does that make sense? Who's better? I mean, you know, Mahomes, yeah. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, who struggled and lost what six games a season, looked bad, without getting hot. That guy, yeah, yeah. Brock Purdy, who had a concussion and took him a couple weeks, and the kicker lost two of the games. Or if without the concussion and the kicker would have made at least two kicks. He'd be on the feed right now. Still. Michael's got a there point, is, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, there is nobody the in the league better than Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is the best player in the NFL. He's not like the Eagles who need referees to help. You know, I watched the Eagles and Niner game. There was 28 false starts on just the right tackle not called that game. That's the referees helping them. We destroyed them. We destroyed the Cowboys. We destroyed everybody coming and going. Brock Purdy is the reason why we destroy everybody. It wasn't happening under Jimmy G. It wasn't happening under anybody else. It's happening under Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is the best quarterback in the NFL, period, hands down. Best player in the NFL, hands down. What is he going to throw for 6,500 yards? And remember this, too. He's only going to get better. He's going to be at least 50% better than he is now. And if you noticed in the last three games, he's starting to be a gunslinger. He's starting to have the Brett Favre just sling it. Did you either catch in the uh, right left corner of the end zone, front left corner of the end zone? I did. The back shoulder throw? I did. But about two or three quarterbacks in the league that can make that. They're in the league right now. Brock Purdy. I know that. I mean, like, you know, just, just, just to <clears throat> further Mike's point, Against you idiots out there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but all non-Garoppolo quarterbacks, when, when Purdy came in, under Shanahan, this is with Shanahan, this is with the Niners, 9-29. Brock Purdy, I believe, with the victory today, is 16-3 and in his NFL career. 16 and 0 with Debo and Trent. 17, actually. 17 and 0. I think it's 18. I think it's 18 now. And the only other quarterback that's had four players on one team, a thousand plus yards, and, and we will have that this year, was Peyton Manning under his greatest, probably greatest season of any other quarterback ever. Brock Purdy's getting ready to do what he just did. You're going to have a thousand yards. Is it a hot year? Or is he, are we watching truly the best quarterback in football? Well, y'all don't want to hear the best quarterback of all times, but it's coming. Just give it about 10 minutes. <laughs> Do you think he's the best quarterback of all time? I think he's getting there, yes. It's with right. time. If he, if he escapes injury and has a 15, 20-year career, yes, he will be. Retired as the greatest football player to ever suit it up. Wait, wait a second. I'm getting a, a chat here. I'm getting a chat here from Colin Cowherd who says that you're very immature for wearing your hat backwards, Michael. And, and you know what you can say to him? Uh oh. Uh oh. What? Where the sun don't shine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Just straight up. Colin ain't played a game in his life. I will say this you have had the pretty conviction. Or since last year, yeah, since last year, quite a while. Since the summer, I remember talking to Michael in the summer. What has given you? Now I had the Purdy conviction as well, 
So it's like maybe you and I ought to go, you know, we ought to go, you know. Oh, yeah, you've been a great fan of him. I've been a great. Other than saying he is the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, that part, the best quarterback in the league, it's, you know, the thing about it is. Larry's trying to keep his 30,000 subs. No, there are other. People are dropping off by the second right now. Yeah, there are other. That's okay. This will be the biggest hit video you've ever did with me. (laughs) There are other. Especially when I posted in my group. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about guys who have bigger bigger arms and more pelts on the wall at this juncture. And you can always point to Super Bowls and say, you know, he's not Patrick Mahomes because Mahomes has already done it. (laughs) Mahomes has already done it. And to say that this kid's better than him is a projection at that point at this point. So I understand that. And that's the only reason I would stop short of what you're saying here. Is that we're with Purdy? It's still a projection, but Michael, I I think you're onto something. I think that we need to reshape the discussion. Not is, you know, literally there were people five weeks ago that were asking if he's a legit NFL starting quarterback, suggesting that that three game slide was just the the uh, the clock struck midnight, and now this guy's turning into the pumpkin. I think we need to come to grips with the fact that Brock Purdy is a great quarterback. Not a good quarterback. Not a pretty good quarterback. Not a very good quarterback. Brock Purdy is a great quarterback. How great is he going to be? Is he going to be as great as the all-time greats? I don't know. Is he going to be as great as Mahomes and the greatest of today? I'm not sure. But I do know that he's passed beyond... Yeah, he's pretty good. The guy's sixteen and three in the in the regular season, eighteen and three, or I guess eighteen and four if you want to you know count the playoffs. That's that's a gaudy record, man. I mean, Joe Montana didn't start eighteen and four in his first twenty two. Steve Young didn't start eighteen and four in his first twenty two. Steve Young didn't get it going until he was thirty one years old. Joe Montana was like three and six in his first nine games. Tom Brady lost four in a row his second year starting had seven interceptions in that four-game stretch. It's not what we're seeing from Brock Purdy. Yes, does he have a does he have a good head coach? No question. Does he have a good scheme? No question. Does he have weapons around him? No question. But don't tell me that that's why he's getting it done. That's just not why. After this season, you can add to his resume. He will have the greatest, however many games it is, to get to the Super Bowl and win it. The most victories at that stage in his career than anybody. He will lead all statistics in every category on his resume. He will be league MVP on his resume. He will be Super Bowl champion on his resume. And he will be Super Bowl MVP on his resume after his second year is complete. It is a little bit less. Well, I mean, yeah, Patrick Mahomes didn't, you know what, he did win the MVP, but he didn't win the Super Bowl his first year. Um, it, it's a little bit like the Steph Curry thing, like when Steph in, in 14, 15, when all of a sudden it was like, all right, damn, Steph's actually going to win the MVP. Oh, shit. The Warriors are the one seed. And then they just actually made it to the finals and won. But at the whole the whole time, people were still, you know, obviously LeBron's the better player at that time because he had the pelts. But And you had you know, Barkley say jump, sh- jump shooting teams will never win a championship. <laughs> But another thing, Dak Prescott, tonight's performance, 
eliminates him from the MVP race altogether. It does. That I was agree. a that was a that's as bad as a quarterback that supposedly is good and in an MVP race as you can be tonight. He just literally disgraced himself, his team, everything. Hey, let me ask you he guys says, this question. Let me ask this. Brock Purdy tonight <clears throat> said, I think Christian should win the MVP. <clears throat> does that wind up helping Brock Purdy win the MVP <clears throat> or hurt Brock Purdy to win the MVP? The fact that he the fact that he's endorsing his teammate. Does that does that make him more of an MVP or less of an MVP? I don't, I don't think, think it matters. I don't think it matters think ultimately, it matters. but it, you don't think it matters it, it's either gonna way. Hurt a little bit because what what you don't want having happen is splitting votes. for yeah. for it to be a splitting the vote situation, which is why I didn't think Purdy was viable earlier in the year because I thought that there would be a huge split vote. But then now it's starting to seem like well, you know, I mean, McCaffrey in the odds is like ninth or tenth right now. But I don't know. You you know how these things just take off. Like a narrative can just take off like that. But you also know the the people that vote they vote quarterbacks. They don't vote running backs. They don't yeah, vote yeah. defensive players. CMC could like get uh, offensive player of the year, and Purdy could get MVP. I think I think well, I don't Kyle think Sh- the voters think the are to run at all. <laughs> they could go Kyle Shanahan coach of the year, John Lynch executive of the year. They could have they could win every award. What that told me about Brock Purdy also, go ahead. I don't think the voters pay attention to post-game press conferences. They're not even going to hear about what Brock said in this post-game press conference. But along with – Yeah, they will. It's on the – it's it's the top story if you go on to ESPN's homepage. And they're going to be running that on What it tells me about Brock Purdy and what he said, that's a class act. That's what you call a leader. All the football that happened today, and you're going to have a post game interview, is going to be the lead. Come on, no way. No I just want to. I just want to say right now, I think Michael is the MVP of this post game. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I I would agree with ninety. I know people say it's a group show and it's my channel and this and that. And you all are not fans, right? I know there's a lot of people that want to give me the credit, but I'm going to say right out front, the next twenty years to know we got Brock Purdy as our quarterback. How many That's years? a great 20 years we have coming. I don't if he makes it to 12, 13, I'd be thrilled. I'm but, just I'm uh, still emotionally guarded. I, I, but, I can't I can't just until it happens this year. Once they win the Super Bowl and he's the MVP, then it'll set in. But I'll say, you, I don't know if you listened to last week's show, Michael. Want to bet a jersey on it? I, oh, oh, I, oh, oh, oh. Wait, who are you betting? The last person I bet lost and owed me a jersey. Is that the jersey you're wearing right now, sir? No. Okay. I got a Bosa jersey up there. I want. What, do you, what? What's the wager? That he wins league MVP or Super Bowl champ, Which one or the are. other, or one, one of the other. The other. Well, your odds. You're saying no. Favorite. I'm saying guaranteed lock. Get what? What? Get, what? Oh, it's a lock. Guaranteed lock. Brock either wins the ring or wins the or, uh, or MVP. The MVP or or gets the ring. Lock. Mm, who's I, mean, I that? want that to happen. So Brock Lock. To happen, so yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to bet against that because I, I think also MVP wise, he. I mean, I, I wanted the free jersey. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. You hey, Michael. I, he has, I got. He has I, minus odds to win the MVP right now. Like he's. he's I, a I win eighteen hundred dollars. <laughs> I got Brock winning MVP. I win eighteen hundred bucks if he wins MVP because I got. Well, him. I bet. We, I bet uh, two thousand dollars before the season. The Niners will win the Super Bowl. So. There you I go. should win a pretty good chunk of change. 
That's so funny. (laughs) In a smaller wager, I bet $1,000 that the Giants would sign Dalton Jeffries. And (laughs) I have cashed on that. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jeffries is a giant. Yeah. Michael, what'd you think of my comments? I may have a problem. And Shushugo, of course. I haven't been on on YouTube in in months. Well, here's my comments I took some crap from uh, (laughs) in the chat. I said that Brock Purdy. People say, is Brock Purdy Joe Montana? He's not Joe Montana yet. And I said he's better than Joe Montana at this point of each of their careers. Now you're not, speaking, Michael. I, I didn't say that Brock would go on to have a better career than Montana, but that he's better in his second year than Montana was in his second year. I watched Joe Montana in it. I was a Niner fan before he was the quarterback. And yes, Brock Purdy is not even close. He is. On a scale from one to ten, ten being Brock Purdy, Joe Montana would be a two at this point in his same career. I don't know if we I mean, go that night and day difference. It's night and day difference. Is that signed Jerry like a, Rice jersey like, behind you there, Michael? By the way, yes, it is. Right there's his signature. Wait a minute, get your ass on there, wherever it is. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. oh what? Look at yeah, that. There you go. Yeah, right there's his signature. Yeah. Friend of mine was out in Vegas and uh, knew that I was a diehard Niner fan. Bought it for me. Bought it home. I framed it. It's about uh, two thousand dollars worth of framing there. It's expensive to frame jerseys. It is. It is. That's why yeah. I don't do it as much. Michael, good stuff, man. We'll let you go, brother. Have a great rest of your Sunday. I appreciate it, and y'all oh, enjoy yeah. this next twenty years. You, it's going to be a great ride. I mean, this is this is so now. Nice. Now you, Larry said. Now you got to tell him he's got big balls. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did. I'm not going to talk about his balls. Like, I did. I did have the stones. I had the cojones to have you. You on did. Today. You did. And you're you're a great guy for that. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wait a wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. Yep. You're back, Michael. You're I said, about you know I respect me. you. You're one of my favorite on on YouTube. Thank you, man. Have a great Sunday, brother. You too. Later, there Michael. All right. There you go. So I guess we proved that it took 20 minutes, but I have huge cojones. Um, <laughs> there we go. And we proved it. All right, here we go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to rumor. Let's is get true. Super- yeah. Brian says system quarterbacks or game managers don't get cheered on the road for returning after an injury. I don't think any quarterback except for Niners quarterbacks, because they sell tickets. Yeah. Niners. Something tells me Niners home road. It's all like home. Um, the big 25 says defense giving up 450 plus yards is a problem. Not having Hargrave and Armstead showed. No doubt. No doubt. Bend, but don't break today. They bent and bent and bent and bent. Scotty B says, I'm in court of Madera to see this show live. Where are you? What about the barbecue? Okay. Oh no. Scotty B didn't realize you were going there at this point. Uh, we we decided to pull the audible and do the show back in the studio. We did have a great day there. We apologize that we didn't get a chance to meet you. Kev, do you want to add anything? Yeah, it was like a last second audible. There wasn't a lot of space in the restaurant to set up to, and there was it was busy, so we didn't want to take up a bunch of room. But we were there until way after the game ended. So if if you came after the game, we probably would have seen you. Sorry about that, Scotty. Seabass Johnson. Sounds like somebody uh, like rushed my fraternity back in the day. Yeah, we, we just rushed Seabass Johnson. Are you kidding me, Seabass? 
Um, not worried about anyone. This is the worst group of teams the league has had in a while. The Niners, meanwhile, look like one of the best teams ever. Seabass might be onto something. I don't also I I I do take umbrage with the fact that like if people are going to talk about this is the worst the league's but it's just the fact that like like the year the that Brady won it with the Bucks like it's not like that was that crazy of a year it's just like when you have Mahomes or Brady winning championships then it feels like legit but the Niners are coming out of this is like a whole new thing I need to start taking more umbrage um, yeah I'm not taking enough umbrage. I've, ha- I've said that about myself for a long time. People have said that about me for years. You don't take umbrage like some others. Uh, Roberto I Davis. Like, yeah. I was just going to say, I, f- I feel like you're right. Like, if you look at the records, they're probably very similar. You're I think also people- taking umbrage. No, I, I feel like the only thing you could say is that, you know, some injuries, you lost some great quarterbacks. You lost Aaron Rodgers in the, the season. You lost um, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. You lost Joe Burrow. So, I don't know. But which of them were content? Like, which contending quarterbacks did we lose? We lost Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. And they I started think the Bengals, slow. I think it would have been so. Bengals Niners. If Burrow well, I think that. I think a lot of people thought the Jets were going to contend for sure, right? I didn't. Did you I guys really think that? Was, I didn't think that was. I Man, I did. They I could have soft spot for a Rod, and you know that that defense I think is good. No Brady this year. I don't know. But it's that's a weak argument. Talking about, oh, it's a down season for the league. Like, you can only play the schedule you're given. You can only play the guys who are on the field. Like, that is so lame. Exactly. It's not an expansion year. You know, there's not. it's not like that. It's like, oh, yeah, well, they added four teams that year. Roberto Davis's Sheagles have officially melted down. No, they, they lost Big Dom, and they, they went to hit the crapper after that. Um, Killa underscore Mig eight three one. Whoa, easy, Danny. Would Not my you, dog Ringo? Those weren't your dogs? Is that, is that who is that? Is that, is that Ringo? Dog? Is that Ringo? Yeah, that was Ringo. Damn, Ringo, fired up. He's fired up. Um, Ringo like NorCal or SoCal more? Ooh. Does he talk more about SoCal or does he talk more about North? I, I think he's more of a SoCal guy. He's a, he loves the beach. My household, we picked up a leopard gecko. So no barking, but we got a gecko in the house yes, now. You're not afraid. What do, you not keep that, what do you keep that in? A terrarium. It's about glass. What is it? 30 inches long, 12 inches high. Yeah, glass. With a top on it? Can it get out? Oh hell no! You gotta put the lock the door. Keep that <laughs> bad boy locked up. Where's the gecko? Um, okay. Who would win between a sumo fight, Larry or Dom? Oh, definitely Dom. Are you kidding me? Dom. Yeah. You know what's kind of crazy? Uh, because there's been so many backup quarterbacks this year, like just more than literally ever. Like it seems like seventy percent of the league is on a backup quarterback. I don't think the Niners, the Niners, I guess they played Drew Locke and they played PJ Walker. But other than that, they haven't played any backup quarterback. And they struggled to win both those games. They lost one. They struggled in both those games. And Drew Locke looked good. I thought Drew Locke looked good last week. 
Uh, Roberto Davis says Debo's locker has a pile of chains at the bottom. Not sure what he's talking about. Sounds about right. Uh, um, oh, Man Rock. Old Man Rock. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> Old Man Rock. All I can say is Niner's gonna Niner. It's like it is what it is, or he's him. Daryl Granville. Daryl Granville says Run D was okay. Looks bad with that late touchdown run. Run D was okay at times. Titus Moeller, I think Debo should be a frequent deep threat. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a few more downfield shots to Debo as well. Titus doubles back. He said that was worth a dollar ninety nine, but this one's worth four ninety nine. Says anyone else think the national media doesn't care much about the Niners? I feel like their uh, their framing is often Niners route cards. How is Dallas affected? Yeah, I mean it is. It is. A, it, there is this fascination with Dallas. Why is that? <clears throat> they do numbers. They just is Dallas. Just they just love Dallas. That's why the Dak thing was it was infuriating me because it was like, where did this come from? Like, where did this MVP discussion come from? The last time I've watched Dak, he looked he sucked. Right. You know? They play he played head to head against Purdy. Purdy had four touchdowns, no picks. He had one touchdown, three picks. Yeah. I thought Dak was kind kind of officially in the rear view after that point. What what do you make of Prescott? Is it is it that Lamb is so awesome? Is it that McCarthy and, and, and their line or so, you know, have, have done a great job? What do you make of Dak's resurgence? He's not turning it over as much. He's not pushing it as far enough, far down the field, but he's been more efficient. He's got better numbers. He's taking fewer sacks. What do you, what do you guys think of Dak? What's Dak? What do you see different from Dak in years gone by to, the, to this year's version of Dak? You he's see been playing with a good rhythm. He's been playing with a good rhythm this year. I know we talked about, you know, in this offense, you get to the back foot, balls out. You know, you CD Lamb is a really phenomenal player. CD Lamb's really freaking good. You know, Brand Cooks just kind of stepped up. Um, they got some, got some talent on offense. The line is really good, but I really think that it's just getting the ball out efficiently. That's Dak's a good quarterback. He's not great. I know the Niners have beat up on him and kind of give him a tough time, but Dak's a good quarterback. He's Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he, he's in, he's improved seeing the field. Like he's probably a better quarterback than he was a few years ago. Outside of that Niners game, he like was he wasn't turning the ball over. He's he's being efficient, but then he has some of those games where it's like, what the fuck? They also played like I mean, like yeah, everyone said. Bunch of losing teams, bunch of crappy, crappy losing teams. Jamie Allen says, all-time greats. Let's get this Super Bowl. Go Niners. The Big 25 says, Michael Miller's real name is Salty. Like Salty, Salty. You don't have the balls to have me on. I'm going to use that in other shows. I'm going to hit people's <laughs> chats. You don't have the balls to have me on. Cowherd <laughs> Sports Center. <laughs> you guys don't have the balls to have Krieger on. Just keep going with what that. If, what if they all let you on too? You're like sitting in studio for get up tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, 
that's all it took, man. I just took the Michael Miller approach. The, you don't have the you don't have balls. Um, that would be a great, it's a great segment. You don't have hey, the balls back to the segment. You don't have the balls <laughs> to say that. Uh, we get this one from Dennis Johnson, just saying, "Hey, I'm Dennis Johnson. I got four ninety nine of disposable income, and there it goes." And there's Changing a picture of me all. with a suit and tie. Look at me. That's cool. me in my blue tie. And ain't I sharp? No. Made of money. I'm made of money. My name's DJ, and I'm in the house. All right. Um, guys, what do you think as far as next week, Niners, Ravens? I know we've talked a lot. What's what is the score right now, Ravens? So they want to do a touchdown call right now. 23-7. Yeah. So probably... They're taking Jacksonville apart. Yeah, pretty much a, taking Jackson. There's a review apart. right now, but even if they get ruled a touchdown, they're still. I, I would argue they've been outplayed, but they're gonna yeah have a pretty comfortable win. Eric DaCosta calls right now. He's the GM of the Ravens, and says, "You know what? I'll take I'll take Brock right now for Lamar. <laughs> That'd be a crazy game. I'll take Brock right now for Lamar." You gonna make that trade? Me? I don't think make you could financially make now. Look at Danny. Danny's uh, any any. You say trade, and Danny just gets that. Wheels Wait, a I, I don't Wait a think, second. I don't think. Could I somehow include Mike Yastrzemski in this? I love love Lamar. Yeah, love Lamar J- Jackson, but I just think Brock's perfect for Kyle's offense. Yeah, I would not trade Brock right now, straight up for Lamar. I wouldn't either. Yeah. No, me either. I'm rolling with Brock. Because you know what Brock has? He has the the beauty of the rookie deal, which is yeah. something you can't get, yeah. Lamar. You know the the thing with I love. What about, if they had identical contracts? I still wouldn't do it, Lamar. Uh it's different because mm-hmm. his offense is a passing offense, and I don't know if. Lamar Purdy's won more playoff games than Lamar right now. That's true. I, I wouldn't do it. Uh, you know, that I said it last week when Brock stepped out of the pocket, shuffled, and then threw the long bomb to, um, I think it was Iuk or whichever one it was for a team. Touchdown or for just yeah. 45 yards? Well, both of them. He, but then to, he did the it again. One to Iuk was just awesome. He did it again today with CMC. Yeah. He stepped over to the left. And, you know, I'll tell you an encouraging sign that I saw today was when when uh, they brought in Mason and they he he his first run was to the right side of the line. He got like 10 yards. They were running a little bit better to the right side today. And, you know, they've been predominantly running to the left. How is that not a touchdown? Uh, yeah, I thought he was, too. What they say his rear end was out of bounds. What, what was the call? Are you, yeah, this is Ra- gonna, are you talking about Ravens Jaguars? Yeah, this is going to go. It's going to be twenty three seven. It's going to go ahead and be just the most misleading. You're not loyal to Warriors Blazers. <clears throat> yeah, what's See, going thought, on there? I was showing some wo- loyalty to Warriors Blazers. How many does Steph? Does Steph have ten points yet? It's the last oh game. my god, it's close. And what's, Steph, what's, Steph has six points. What's it's a two point game with fourteen seconds left? Oh, I got to get over there. Hold on. Move over to the look at Danny. Got to move over to an urgent moment go by. Wow, 
That is bizarre. Hey, how about a couple of the throws that even the throws Brock missed looked good? Like there were a couple throws to Iuk, right? Yeah. One was on the first drive where I thought it was a good throw, not a perfect throw. Maybe it was like a tad underthrown. The DB or whoever that was was able to get a hand up, but that was almost a chunk play. There was another one where B, I want to say it was BA going up the sideline again, and it was like a tad overthrown. So a Brock, even on the throws that he misses, like he's dialed in. Those throws aren't missing by much. Listen to this one. I'm reading uh, a guy named Kevin Kruger on Twitter. He says, Brock Purdy has six of the top 20 passer rating games this season. No other quarterback has more than two in the top 20. Yeah. I mean, he's putting together the best game. I, that's what I was going to say. Like, your eyes are Repost. not fooling you. <laughs> your eyes are not fooling you. He really is having the best quarterback games of the season. He's had six of the top 20. I think five or four of them are, like, in the top 10. So, yeah, I mean, and, yeah, I he's, mean, play, he's playing he, amazing. And my favorite thing about leave? it – sorry, Dan. My, my favorite thing about it is just – I think the best thing that he does is he does not miss on the gimmies. Like once a game, he has a deep ball game for a touchdown for a big play. He doesn't miss on those. He capitalizes on those. And that in this game, it was the CMC one where CMC fell and got back up and ran it. It's like whenever the coverage breaks down, he hits him. He makes that play. What's the what's the stat that what do they call it for the yards? Uh not the completion yards, but the actual ball air yards. Down. Yeah, area. Didn't he lead the league in air yards too? Like the attempted throws for the the longest, yeah. I think it's like average air yard, whatever it is, because that's the that's the national narrative that oh, it's just he just throws it in and they they run in uh, the national narrative. If you, if you didn't watch the game, exactly. I mean, seriously, the national what? narrative. Are they calling Curry? They fouled him. They didn't even there's they they hit him from behind. Can't you review that? Wait, what are they about to lose? This would be they just gave him the ball. Why did the Steph allow himself to now get you guys are not watching Ravens? Oh, they gave it to the they gave it to the to the Warriors. Okay. Warriors ball. Warriors ball. It's one fifteen, one fourteen, Warriors up with eight point nine left. Brick Wiggins from the line. Look at that. Dan's always gonna attack somebody. Oh, but they had a a monster jam guy. They had a foul to give. Okay, yeah, that was your mom. That was the, that was right, the guy who created your good. greatest broadcast moment. Now we're good. Also, by the way, Brick Wiggins is uh, four of six from three tonight. Brick Nine of twelve Wiggins. from the field. Thompson is five of ten from the from three. Twenty eight and twenty five respectively. What's what's Wiggins in the foul line? Does he have any shots in the foul line? Three for four. The foul line. Hey, wait a second. I got a prediction. He's gonna make these. If he misses one, like that's like really weird. That'd be one look. look he just made one. He just made it. I'm predicting a second make here. Okay. I'm good at this. I'm really good at this. Six seconds, huh? I'm thinking about maybe starting a bond. This is just, let me see. Here we go. There's a lot of pressure, though. It's a lot of pressure, and it's a tough shot. He's not that good of a shooter. (laughs) Are they trying to freeze him? What's going on? You know, he's really a subpar shooter, and that's, (laughs) but I did, I just had a feeling. I just had a real feeling this guy was going to make two for two. And he missed. I just jinxed it. What I freaking jinxed it. He did miss. Now it's a two-point game. Oh, they're going down. If he makes oh, it. Offensive foul. Oh, let's go. Offensive foul. Offensive foul. Yes. Pajemski took the offensive foul. Isn't that kid amazing? I love Wow. Pajemski. 
Who would he, ever say a bad thing about Pajemski? Who could do such? That man. guy is a love that kid. He is so much of a gamer. Pajemski. Man, that was awesome. That's a guts did. though to call the offensive foul there. In Portland. Hey, oh, it's what's his name? Uh the guy that refs the McKeon or whatever. He's amongst the league leaders. Monty McCutcheon is drawn. No, it's not who is it? What's that guy's name? It's not Monty McCutcheon. It's the, no, it's not uh, Monty McCutcheon. I, that was a good call, though. I mean, he had to call it that way. Pajinski was just standing there. He didn't move. Um, a couple last supers here. Jamie Allen says, we don't need to compare Purdy to Joe with four rings and Brady with seven. He's having, MV- he's having an MVP season and has plenty of time to see where he fits in history. I agree. Jamie, you're going with that kind of balanced approach, you're going nowhere. <laughs> no, we appreciate the comment. Seabass Johnson, who's going to be at the frat house Friday to sign autographs. Yeah, bro, we're going with Seabass. Yeah, we're bring, dude, is Seabass going? Yeah, Seabass is going. Oh, we're going. We're all going. Uh, it says Dak is trash. His best feature is playing the New York two. He is good against the Jets and Giants. You get Dak against the Jets of the Giants and just watch the heck out. Seabass Johnson. Uh, Brandon says, if you put Sam Darnold in instead of Brock Purdy, you can clearly see the difference. Sam Darnold was drafted number one overall, actually third, and Purdy was drafted last. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. Darnold, actually, Baker went number one. And I forget who went number two, but I think Darnold went number three. Was it Baker than Wentz? Or no. Baker than Goff? No, who was it? No. It, no, no. Who was in the Baker? It was Baker Darnold, went one and Darnold went three. Rosen was like 11. Kev, can you look up who went two in the Baker Darnold draft? But Darnold went three overall, I believe. 2018 draft. Uh, Baker. Was it Josh Baker. Allen? It was Baker, Saquon, Darnold, Ward, Denzel Ward. What, what are you asking? Who went what? No. Darnold went three. Yeah. Allen went like six Lamar, or seven. Lamar Jackson's in that draft, too. Oh, that's who I was thinking of. 30. Jackson went 30th, didn't he? 32nd. 32nd? Yeah. Wow. in this draft? CMC's in that draft, I think. He went no. eighth. That was a year before, wasn't it? No, he's not. Yeah. Josh Allen went seventh. Seventh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, you um, went ninth. Pretty nice. Nice draft. Um, we're an hour and 42 minutes into the live stream. Still 700 people in the room. Let me just say this. I'd like to uh, do a little shout out for our for our guests here. Um, everybody's channel. We'll put everybody. We'll get everybody in the big box here. We'll start with Danny. Danny's NorCal Sports Network. NorCal Sports Network. The great Dan Coach Emilio. Uh, join his YouTube channel, NorCal Sports Network. Danny, how many subs these days? We're close to 1,200 now. Closing um, in on 1,200. Yeah, closing in on 12. We've been gaining the last week quite a bit. And uh, we're, we're actually going on at 845 in about 20 minutes. There you go. What um, are you going to be talking about tonight? Well, we'll do our usual Sh- co- cover. Shimoda Imanaga? We're going to bring them up. Yeah. Yeah. Sutsugo? <laughs> Yeah, we're going to do a little suit, uh, suit, Sugio. Um, <laughs> my dog, Faith, predicted where uh, Yamamoto is going to sign. She had six choices, and 
she picked the biscuit with the Mets on it. So we'll see. It's a smart. It's always accurate. Yeah. So that instead of the parrot, I got my two dogs making predictions. Bay Area Baller 18. Everybody give uh, Baller a follow. Does great stuff. Baller, what do you got cooking on the channel this week? Hey, we'll be going live tomorrow night with my buddies recapping this Niner Seahawk game, or excuse me, Niner Cardinal game. You know, getting down to the nitty gritty of it. I'll go back and, and watch it a second time and see if uh, I spot anything that I miss. But That'll be going down tomorrow night. You know, you, you got to subscribe. You got to hit the notifications because sometimes I go live spontaneously, usually in the evening. So, yeah, come on by. Hey, shout out to South City. Shout out to Daly City and those of you in Walnut Creek. Hey, before you, jet, before you jet, let's get Rise thing. And then I got one last question for you guys. Rise Smith. Um it's covered up here. We don't want to sing. Oh, that, that's my Twitter. Twitter. Uh, the YouTube channel is West Coast Bias. Uh, West Coast I'll, Bias. West I'll be on Coast the, Bias. I'll be on tomorrow night uh, just going over every game in the NFL. And then, again, kind of like baller, just sporadically. I need to do a state of the – I need to do a state of the dubs. I think we should. I think we should all do a state of the dubs podcast at some point. Let's do it after that this week. Yeah, I'm Do super something. in. Um, okay, hey, you know that uh, what's that little contraption? That's a pretty interesting looking headset. Looks like the guy from uh, Honey, I Shrunk the. Which kids. one are you talking about? Rise, rise, man. He's got what is that thing, man? What, where's that? Guy? Where's that every week? Does he the same one? Okay, yeah. I'm just, maybe I'm noticing it because of the hat. The the yeah. uh, the the difference with the white and black it, it stands out a little bit more. Okay, Dan, are you always that observant? I mean, you know. I, I'm very observant. Yep. And oh, I, yeah, and get Sai on. When you're only week 15, you may want to say, hey, honey, I like that cut. It's a very nice cut. Yeah, and I and I got you a warrior trade, by the way. I know. Wait a second. Oh, we're going to the warrior trade. We're not done with the We're not done. Yeah, I know you guys thought we were ending the stream right now. I mean, I'm, we're getting ready. We're winding it down, but it's not totally ending. All right. I do have one question for you, and it is our New York-style Italian sausage player of the game. Brought to you by our good friends at New York Style Sausage. We grew up with a Sunday dinner. That means no money. There we go. Once we again. We grew up with a Sunday dinner. Third time's the charm. We grew up with a Sunday dinner. And it is Sunday. All right, guys. Who is your New York Style Sausage Company player of the game? Kev, we'll start with you. Uh, I'll take the easy one. I'll take Purdy. I mean, you got to give him his flowers. You got he's him. I don't know what all the sayings. He's standing I mean, on for, business. Standing on business. <laughs> he's exactly. Standing there, on business. I, I, thank you, Ryan. I knew I was missing one. Um, I mean, four touchdowns. Got got hurt. Came back. Played great. I mean, another efficient game. I think a one thirty-five point something passer rating. I mean, yeah. He's As just, coach would say, proof of concept. Yeah, proof of concept. <laughs> like, I mean, he just he's just doing it. He's playing great. And your your eyes are not deceiving you. He's he's playing amazing, and the Niners are rolling. They scored 40, 45. So Brock Purdy, player of the game. Easy. Brock freaking Purdy, player of the game. We go to baller, bottom square. Charvarius. Ah! 
my All right. The, the first drive, the Cardinals, they write down the field and put up seven. But that second possession, it was Charvarius Ward coming up with a huge interception, took it all the way back. And, fellas, what made that play so impressive was, like, that was not his zone. That was a curl route over the middle of the field. But since nobody kind of ran a route in Mooney, in Mooney Ward's direction, he could kind of freelance. He spotted the tight end over the middle. He was open for a second. And then he jumped the route and he finished the play. Just an absolute game-changing play. Then he got another interception later. And what I also love is that there were a few weeks there where it was, there was a three-game stretch where Mooney had like seven flags in like three games. And he's completely cleaned that up. He's playing like an all-pro corner. Good call. Danny, New York style, Italian sausage company, player of the game. All right. I'm going to go way off script here. I was going to go with Mooney Ward, but I'm going to give somebody some love who hasn't been talked about ever. The only time he gets talked about is when he lets somebody in for a sack. I'm going to give Colton McKivitz some love because. Colton McKivitz. Look at you. Yeah. I'm going to give the offensive linemen. They never get any love. And the guy's. He's not giving up any sacks, and he's opened the lanes up today uh, for some the running game. So the fact that you never heard Colton McKivitz talked about, give him some love. Colton McKivitz, like it. Rye, who's your Ooh. New York style sausage company player of the game? Ooh. Uh, I was going to give it to Jake Moody, but that just seems a little criminal with uh... – Two two of the awesome guys today still left. But Jake Moody, first field goal attempt in three games, and he nails it. He's also 15 for 15 on PATs in those three games. So just that's good. It's just good to file away. I'll say I'll take McCaffrey, you know, seven touchdowns versus Arizona this year. How about that? Pretty shocking. Yeah. And the and the guy just like of all the like top eight fantasy football picks, like he's like the only one that you can really say like returned you value and the guy just absolutely showed up in the first round of the playoffs had like 45 fantasy points or something ungodly like 180 scrimmage yards three touchdowns so got to give it to that guy i'll go demo lenore nine tackles eight solo tackle for a loss defended a pass um hard hitting playing great and then i'll also throw an offensive vote for jordan mason Guy sits the bench, never plays, finally gets in there, gets a 17-yard run as one of his five runs today. Uh, Love to see it. I absolutely love to see it. Jordan Mason, I think, is going to be a really, really good player. Um, All right. Uh, That is our New York-style Italian sausage player of the game. All right. We're going to finish. I told you I had some Warrior trades for you. And here you go. I, I went to the trade machine. And I found some trades that actually do work. These all work. Tell me if you like any of them. Okay. Clay Thompson to Utah with two number ones for John Collins and Lori Markinen. I like. I like. You like that. I like what Lori Markinen. Yeah, I love Markinen. Easy. Uh, You like that one. That's a no brainer. Okay. Here's another one. Um, Andrew Wiggins 
to Sacramento for Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell. I don't like that. I don't want I, Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that, but I will say uh, for the people paying attention to the Kings, uh, Mitchell has dipped in their rotation, and he's now kind of – He's not getting many minutes, so he's pretty yeah, he hasn't available. Been very good I mean, if GP2 comes back, him and yeah. Mitchell seems a little redundant. No. Yeah, a little duplication there. I do like Davion Mitchell, though. He's got a little dog to him. Um, okay, here we go. Here's another one that works. This is Clay Thompson in a deal to the Lakers. And unfortunately, you got to make a lot of – there's got to be a lot of players because Clay Thompson makes a lot of money. So it'd be Clay Thompson to the Lakers for Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves, Gabe Vincent, and Jackson Hayes. Why would the Lakers do that, though? Yeah, why would they? Probably would have to include number one or two number ones to make the deal work. You know, because you mean this is just on what what it works on Clay's cash. That's how much Clay makes. You'd have to trade quite a bit to get Clay. I mean, I would love uh, Hachimura is a great Austin defensive Reed. player. Would yeah, you do Reed. that trade if you had to go with Clay Thompson in a one or multiple ones? Yeah, I, for Jackson. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Vincent, yes. Austin yeah. Reed. Yeah, Reeves Hachimura is a great wing defender. Austin yeah. Reeves has like the best contract maybe in the NBA. That, like, I didn't understand this offseason. is an dude. absolute steal. Like, he's making half of what Jordan Poole made, and he's a better player than Jordan Poole. Not like, even that, close. that made no sense. There, there should have been teams around the NBA that were willing to offer Austin Reeves more than what the Lakers were. Like, that made no sense. Someone needed to outbid the Lakers, but didn't happen. Couple maybe more maybe couple LeBron's more. slipping him 5 to $10 million under this table somewhere. Would you make this trade? Clay Thompson in a number one draft choice to the Knicks for RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and Jericho Sims. No. No. I'm not an RJ Barrett guy, so I, I don't know. like Barrett. Emmanuel Quickly is pretty mid. Okay. Um, here we go. Draymond and Lester Quinones to the Lakers for Rui Hachimura, Christian Wood, and Jackson Hayes. No, you wouldn't make that trade. If, if the if the ownership was like we're getting rid of Draymond, then I, I mean I guess, but no. Chris Paul and two number ones to the Chicago Bulls for Nikola Nikola Vucevic and Alex Caruso. Yes. Oh, they would they would never do that though. Chris Paul and two number ones. Probably would- you'd probably need like. They're saying it's two two ones just for Caruso. That's so crazy. It, like it's I probably. Think. I mean, I would do maybe. I was thinking maybe Kaminga. I would probably do Kaminga and a pick for Caruso. Here's another trade that works. Tell me if you th- if you would think this would be an attractive trade. Clay Thompson, Moses Moody, Corey Joseph, and a number one to the Pelicans. For Brandon Ingram, Larry Nance, Jordan Hawkins, and Trey Murphy. I don't see the I Pelicans doing that. Yeah, Jordan Hawkins I mean, is I, good. I don't see the Pelicans doing that. I mean, Jordan Hawkins and you'd Trey have Murphy. To, you'd have to you'd have to entice them with uh with number ones for sure. Yeah. All right, Danny. I've given you 
A few I only I didn't have time to do a lot. I just came up with one. Oh, here so we go. Here's my deal. It's, it's a it's a it's a blockbuster, but it works in the trade machine. I would expect nothing less. All right. So I'm trading Andrew Wiggins and Chris Paul and a number one to Toronto for Piasco, Siakam, and OG and Anano. Piasco? P- uh, I don't know yeah, about Pascal. I, 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 I like Pascal. Pascal Siakam. Pascal, oh, okay. I got to do Pascal Siakam. Piasco Siakam? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah Siakam or is Pascal uh, Siakam. Uh, yeah, Pascal Siakam. Siakam's Squally. got... Uh, Piasco Siakam. They're going to trade him because he's a free agent. Two years left. OG only has two years left. Wiggins has four years left. He's from Canada. Uh, I think the deal... Paul and... and uh, you know, Siakam just kind of wash each other because they're both expiring contracts. I think Toronto gets a one out of it and they get two extra years uh, for uh, you're getting Wiggins. both OG Ananubi and and Siakam, Siakam for yes. Paul and for Paul uh, and, no Wiggins. and a Wiggins. one. No, Dan, you think, Dan, you think my dream, my thing's a pipe dream. That's why wouldn't, a real, why that's wouldn't a pipe Toronto dream. do that? They get a one and they get because open open air drug use is not as prevalent there, I guess. <laughs> um, they they want is they want everything for just Ananobi. Like that, yeah. teams have tried to get that guy for so long now. But You're I think nuts. Wiggins, You're high. You're. I think Wiggins oh, and and Ananobi are similar. If Wiggins gets his. They're both Whatever men. is causing his uh, mental stuff. Whatever, you're you're going to have to include Kaminga and Moody, and you're going to have to throw in probably three first-round picks. You think that Ananobi's that much better than Wiggins? I don't. You, well, I mean, you're forgetting about Siakam also. Yeah, but Siakam is, is a guy that they're getting a one, and Siakam is a guy that's going to walk anyway. I yeah, mean, but he's going to get – If you're he, dealing with the Warriors, Kaminga's the guy you want. Maybe you throw in, the you best know, player in the here, deal. Here's here's yeah, maybe one you other, throw in Kaminga then. Throw here's in one other trade that I was thinking of the other day. I'm watching Warriors Clippers the other night, and it hit me. Clay Thompson's playing great because Jerry West is in the house, and the Clippers don't have a lot of ways to get better. I could see Jerry West advocating for trading for Clay. And I'm sitting there. Jerry's there. Clay's playing his best game all year. Did you see Clay against the Clips down there? Yeah, he had 30. He right? lit it up. Yeah, he didn't get 27, but he was awesome. It was like old school Clay. And you know Jerry loves Clay. Would you take? Now I know it, you're gonna you're gonna go. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Would you take James Harden in a deal? For Clay Thompson, if you got, you know, you could, I think it works for like uh, Miles Bridget, Miles, uh, what's his name? What's the big, the big center they have? Whose brother? He's got a bunch of brothers in the league. Who's the guy that they uh, have? Yeah, Plumley. Plumley. Plumley, Harden, and Bones Highland for Clay Thompson. Would you do it? Owens Harden dominated that game in the first half. Clay I was would. the best warrior in that game. I think I would. Harden yeah, is something Harden's, has to be done. Harden's, done. Harden's 34. Clay's 33. Clay needs to go somewhere else. LA's perfect. Jerry loves him. 
I could. I mean, they also could give you Paul George or or Kawhi, but Kawhi's playing but is, so is damn Harden, well. Is Harden tradable? Since he just with that, how that works? Since he just got traded, yeah, he can be traded. I think he might yeah. not be able to be traded until January first or something like okay. that. But that's coming up. I mean, it does feel um, a little bit like tossing a match in the would you already possibly burning fire. The Warriors, the Warriors need to shake it up. They don't need to move Kuminga. They probably do need to shake it up. That's twice you, you said shake it up. But you got Taylor a lot of sh- sounds like Taylor saying? Swift's on your brain. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know you knew your Taylor Swift that well. Look at that. You're a Swifty. Who knew? I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't trade Clay? No. Period? Or you think about trade- Chris Paul also? Like, if you're trying to compete this year, like, maybe you move, Maybe move Paul in that deal for Caruso mm-hmm. and uh, Vucevic and then move Clay in a deal for Harden and Plumlee and Bones Highland. For, first of all, what do you think of that trade? Bones Highland, Plumlee, and Harden for Clay. I think it proves the improves the Warriors, gives them height, gives them depth. Uh, I mean, I think Harden's got more left than Clay. Um, you know, if, if Steph I, would have to sign off on it, I've heard rumors like that they were going to. Yeah, I don't mind Plumley. I've heard rumors that they were going to trade for Harden the year when uh, Clay got injured. Uh, or the, for the second time on draft day. There was a little murmur about that. Not that they just said F it. There's talk. Woj says that that Dunleavy's listening to calls on everybody. They're, that they're obviously not Steph. They're putting the, the word out. They want to shake it up. Nothing would shake it up like, like James Harden joining the Warriors. I would shake it the f up. Huh. I think it would be. I think, fun. I, I, think it. It'd be I think I, I think it'd be intriguing. I but think what, I would it, it. what about? You'd have to move Paul somewhere because Paul. You got to move Paul, like, but I'm saying you Paul's got a thirty million dollar expiring. Yeah, but Paul and Harden aren't don't mix. I mean, you got to move them so they're not <laughs> they're not in the same building. Yeah, Paul. That is Paul, that is true. Yeah, maybe you could move. Would you would you grow the deal to um, would you take PG back? What do you think of PG? My God, I love Paul George. Yeah, yeah. So you'd have to throw picks or Kuminga or Moody or something, something, some sweetener in. But you kind of look at the Clippers and you're looking at Jerry West and you're going, hmm, they don't have a lot of moves they can make, and they get some guys down there playing ball. Man, that guy Coffee, what's his name's Amir Coffee or whatever, that guy can play. They got some guys. I love Zubots, man. Zubots is such an underrated center. I love like you having a seven footer like with some low post skills nowadays is like unheard of. So when you see it, it's just like, whoa, that's something I haven't seen in a while. And Zubac, Zubac's got it. You know, he's got some touchdown low. Uh, I like me some Zubots. I mean, if you're the Warriors, you're sub five hundred. You got to shake it up. You can't go with what you got. And yet, what the you hell is? Get, you don't want. I don't want to give away Kuminga or Trace Jackson Davis or Pajemski or Moody if I can help it. I'd rather play those guys and trade some of these other guys. Like you want Looney, I'm listening. You want Wiggins, I'm listening. You want Thompson, I'm listening. I'm listening on everybody outside of my youth and Steph. What do you guys think? Yeah, I I I like the youth. I like. Moody and Kaminga and uh, 
Pajimski, uh, Jackson Davis. I think those four are going to be able to get better and better. I mean, Pajimski has surprised me. I'll say that. I I really love watching him play. That guy is uh, knows how to play. Yeah, he knows how. To, I mean, he's just out there rebound. I mean, he's at the end closing lineup the last few nights now because uh, you could tell Kerr trust him. And um, I just think, and you know, what I love about Pajemski is if you watch him on the bench, he's always sitting next to Steph trying to learn. And he, he's just having Steph feed him. Feed, you know, he just wants. And he rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely rebounds. And if he doesn't get the rebound, he's tipping it to somebody. I mean, he's kind of like, um, I don't know, he's. Reminds me a little bit of uh Divincenzo. Trace yeah, Jackson Davis tonight, by the more, way, guys. You know what Trace more, Jackson Davis did tonight? What do you do? No. 18 minutes, 14 points, eight rebounds. Whoa. Hmm. Well, when he plus gets eight, in, plus eight, 14, eight, three assists, two steals, and a block in 18 I minutes. I don't know why he doesn't play more. I really don't. I mean, uh, that's ridiculous. That's those are great numbers. I mean, he's really good down below the basket too with his skills. I mean, Looney when he gets the ball, he and he's doesn't and he can't you know jump high enough to get his shots are constantly getting blocked because he doesn't have any moves down there. Um, I don't know, Looney's all of a sudden. Isn't it kind of weird how Looney? Like last year in the playoffs, he was great. I mean, he did, wasn't great against the Lakers, but against Sacramento, he was unbelievable. And then this year, he just seems like his game is like he's lost a step and he's, he was slow already. I think he's better suited to playoff environments. Maybe, yeah, because, I mean, he's a beast on the boards and he sets great picks. And it's just when he gets the ball down low, when they have a pick and roll and he's wide open, he doesn't go up and get it. You know, he doesn't go up and slam it quick. He seems to take a long time to get elevate and he gets the shots blocked. I don't know. Hey, by, by the way, way by the way, guys, great tweet on by our good friend, Jordan Elliott on it. <laughs> Listen to this tweet from Jordan Elliott. He said, Brock Purdy looks good today. But would he succeed in a completely hypothetical scenario that has absolutely no bearing on reality? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is the million dollar question. That's great. That's, That's the great. inverse Herbert. I mean, what? The, that is so awesome. Man. Oh, that is awesome. Wow. That is an awesome tweet. I've got a Could you guys guess who's leading the Warriors in three point percentage? Draymond. Um, <laughs> Draymond, he could be. Sharch? It's Draymond. 42, what is 42.9. What's Steph like about 39? 42.3. Oh, okay. Draymond's uh, how many attempts has Draymond had? Does he have like 40 or yet? Or he's got like a healthy amount of attempts, kind of. Probably about like two a game. Yeah. You know, Draymond has played in 15 games and he's been tossed in a third of them. No. That's unbelievable. It's yeah. like I definitely if I definitely decided before he got the uh 
of the slap to uh, Nurkic, I was like, I was, I, cause I had him in some earlier parlays. I had him in one of the games he got tossed and I had a parlay in, you know, like a five leg parlay and Draymond, all he had to do is get like six assists or whatever it was. And I would have won and he got tossed. You know, it's like you, you can't count on Dray, uh, Draymond to be in your, your parlay because he, you, you never know when he's going to go off. Curry's 268-game streak of hitting a three ended tonight, and they yeah. won. Go figure. Wow. wow. Um, are we all in agreement that today, uh, December 17th, 2023, that Brock Purdy's the MVP today? Or are you guys not there yet? I'm there. Oh, 100%. I'm there. I'm there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. It's Brock and- Purdy. And I'm I'm there because Dak had a bad game. Like Brock, Brock's just doing what he's been doing. Dak just you know fell off. Let me yeah. let me ask you guys this: If Brock Purdy does the unthinkable, wins the MVP, and leads the Niners to a Super Bowl, will we see a Disney movie about this? Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. On the same that. level as like uh, what are there other Sea Biscuit or? Uh, uh, Secretariat. Uh, what else? Kurt, what Kurt Warner's movie. Kurt Warner movie. Vic, yeah. yeah. You know what? I'll take the field. If, if you're only if you're taking Disney, Disney. I'm gonna Disney. Take it's a Disney field. movie. Um, like kind of like um, what are the other Disney movies? Like uh, what's the one on the eighty uh, Olympic team? Oh, the Miracle uh, Running. Miracle, Miracle. Miracle. You know, it's gonna be. A, I can see a Disney movie on Brock Purdy. Mister Irrelevant. Timmy Chalamet is. There's going to be a movie. <laughs> Will there be a movie if Brock wins the MVP and the Super Bowl? Yes. I think so, too. Oh, That's yeah. a good story. There yeah, will be. Know. I'm just not sure it's going to be Disney. might be another Blazer. company. It might be, an, it might be an HBO uh, limited 10-episode uh, ten ten, ten miniseries. Who plays Brock? And maybe most importantly, who plays Larry Kruger? <laughs> Larry Ooh. wants yeah. to be in that movie. Hey, yeah. I discovered this guy. Larry Kruger playing himself in this movie. It's a reenactment. Well, who's Mike Miller? Who's playing Mike Miller? Yeah. <laughs> what actor plays Mike Miller? Oh, that me? would be. That would be. Um, oh gosh. You know, Tom Holland maybe could play a good Brock Purdy. I'm, I'm trying to think. I should I should bust out the very first interview that Ryan and I did with Brock Purdy in oh. like in like. September training camp or maybe right after training camp. Right. Didn't you tell him I was like his biggest fan, like in the interview? Yeah, I actually, I pulled it up earlier. I, I didn't, I didn't end up playing it, but I was like, you know, I, this is like so real now that I'm like, I wonder if there's like any gold that could be like repurposed from these things. <laughs> like, like, well, the Brock Purdy estate have to pay us off for like <laughs> to, to exactly. in their documentary. Exactly. This was an interview done. Seven weeks before Brock ever took the field. Uh, someone says a 30 for 30. Yeah, well, come on. There's got to be a 30 for 30. No, that, that interview, you guys literally did that interview before Brock Purdy. Like anyone even really knew who Brock Purdy was. That's how you got the interview. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, you know, you made a you great know, nothing, No, You know what would be a great scene, too, was in the press box, Garoppolo goes down early. And I was like getting situated in my seat. And Caleb Homera says to me and Rye, Hey, he goes, Your boy is in, by the way. Your yeah. boy's coming in. And I turned to the field and saw Garoppolo getting, you know, 
driven off on the cart and I see Purdy running in there. And I said to Rye and to uh, Caleb, I'm like, the Niners just got a whole lot better at the quarterback position. And like five people in the front row of the media in the, in the, in the uh, press box look back, like, what the heck are yeah, you? That's a crazy like, statement to say. The yeah. craziest statement. That's it's awesome. like Jimmy G is our God. And you know the guy is. looked, the guy looked fantastic at training camp. Brock Purdy. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Well, it's, it's, it's it is weird that, no, that nobody hyped it at all. Except I remember you. having the conversation when you were on the radio uh, with Willard, Larry, and uh, when they signed Jimmy, and I remember coming coming on and saying, "Hey, you know what? the The real battle <laughs> is going to be next year when it's Lance and Purdy. It's going right. to be about Lance and Purdy, not Jimmy G. And uh, pretty interesting. But I thought Kev made a great point about D- Dak because having a bad game." It was perfect because it was the national game of the week, too. Yeah. I mean, could he get it? Could could Dak potentially get back in it if he beat if he beats the hell out of the Dolphins and the Lions? Personally, I don't think there's any way. I think it's Brock's to lose. I think it's Brock's to lose. Yeah, it's Brock's yeah. to lose. Yeah. Tyreek so was out next this week. week. Yeah. What what a story. Uh there's two um hopefully after tomorrow night there'll be only two 11 and three teams and they they meet up christmas night at uh what 5 15 california time i think that's gonna be a game who plays great going uh so many funny ones um we got that would be hilarious but i mean that's that okay let me ask you guys this we'll finish with this if Brock Purdy is the real deal, as Shanahan describes, wins the MVP and leads the Niners to the Super Bowl, is this the most unlikely story in sports history, in Bay Area sports history, in your sports memory? If not, what's the most unlikely story that you've ever seen? Because this is... Literally, I mean, Tom Brady was a six-round pick. We're talking about the last pick in the draft. The last pick. The last pick in the draft. Goes to a team that has a quarterback that they invested three number ones to get, who was a top-five pick, beats him out, and within two years wins the MVP and leads the team to the Super Bowl. That writes his own chapter in Niner lore, Absolutely no doubt about it. It's slam dunk. It also becomes like one of the most unlikely success stories that we've ever seen. And it's not even that overly dramatic or melodramatic to say it say that in any way. If I if I said to you the most unbelievable story, most people would say uh they'd go to an upset, right? You know, the NC State with Jim Valvano knocking off the Houston Cougars. I mean, that was like, what? You got to be kidding me. Drexler, you know, a lot of people. I think I have a bigger one. Thank you. I've heard that. I've heard you say that many <laughs> times. <laughs> I think I got a bigger story. All right. I think what, what Brock is, is the biggest story would be in the Bay Area, but I, it's hard to top a 28 year old guy uh, working at a grocery store 
who didn't play big time college football and he and in Kurt Warner comes out of nowhere and wins the Super Bowl his first year. I don't know if that that's pretty hard to top. He was a free agent. He never played uh you know, he's playing arenas, Iowa Barnstormers. Yeah. I mean, that's just the story in a ha- I mean, that's unbelievable. Good one. That's a good one. I, I mean, yeah. I think you have to remember oh, God. I was just going to say something quick. It's the best story of my lifetime. I mean, you guys have more years than me. Me and Ry probably similar ages, but best story of my lifetime. It, it's just hard to really like last year. What was so, and I, I was thinking it could be a two part movie just in his first two seasons. Like the first movie could be just like the constant. I mean, the craziness of last year and the heatedness of the Jimmy G versus Trey Lance crap. And it was like, that was national debating topics. And it was just, that was all anyone spent, you know, 95% of their streams was just debating that shit. And then all of a sudden they both get injured. It's like, all right, well, the season's over. And then Mr. Irrelevant, who no one thought would make the roster, just goes undefeated and looks awesome and takes them all the way to the NFC championship game and then gets hurt and like, doesn't even really get a chance. And so it's like, uh, and that's the end of movie one. And it's kind of a bad news bears type ending. And then he comes back for, for the second movie, the second movie they go on there. The beginning is, you know, they're talking about Sam Darnold as if you should Sam Darnold play, blah, 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 all this disrespect. And then Purdy just goes on an absolute heater, wins MVP, wins the Super Bowl. There you go. He's a dark bit of sequels. Somebody I got a few. Said, somebody said Papa senior softball games. It says Papa was on him at the same time as Krug. No, 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 no. Come on. Who who are you fooling? Who are you fooling? Um, okay. But I mean that is if okay, Kev, if you say it's the biggest story of your lifetime, what's second? What is the what's the most amazing sports story that you could think of in major American sports? Forget I mean know, on the spot. high school basketball coach who doesn't you know, I mean there's always gonna be amazing stories on a smaller level. But on a pro level, NBA, NHL, MLB, uh, NFL, what's the bit what's a what's a more amazing story? Then Brock Purdy, last pick in the draft, if he finishes this deal, wins the MVP. You're going to hate this one. I have one. I have one. I'm not saying this is better, but I'm saying here, compare this to the to this. But you guys might hate this. Danny getting 1,200 subs on the channel? Don't. Cavs 3-1 come back in the finals. What? I'm a Warriors fan, but I'm just saying that was never done before. That's a story. LeBron. This one, obviously. this guy says Mick, yeah. Mick, Mick Toad says Madison Bumgarner game seven World Series. Yeah, that's another one. What a good one. UConn. That was amazing. As the eighth seed winning it all. I don't know. That's kind of stupid. Shabazz yeah. Napier. I mean, the miracle on ice is the one that kind of comes to my mind, even though, you know, I've only seen the movie of it, but the, the United States beating the Soviet Union, like with, like college players, yeah, that was that, that was, was awesome. pretty. Here's a good one. They didn't win the chip though. They didn't win the chip. Jimbo says Villanova, Raleigh, Massimino. They shot seventy seven percent. They took down Ewing and the Hoyas. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty amazing. That was pretty amazing. How about the? Uh, I can't remember what year it was, but as recently it was in the last ten years, the St. Louis Blues were like 
in last place. They weren't even going to make the playoffs. They fired the coach, right? That one. Yes. And then they sneak into the eighth spot into the NH and they win the Stanley cup. I was going to say maybe the warriors against the Mavericks in that eight, one matchup with Nelly and Nowitzki and you know, the, Oh, you know what? Wood pit got it. That, that actually is the answer. It's Leicester city winning the premier league. Oh, Jesus, yeah, that, I don't that, know anything. That, that was pretty wild. Lester. It's Lester, Lester, whatever. Lester. Yeah, Lester. All-time uh, sports but, moments in my memory, though, uh, the the Bama-Auburn game where Chris oh, Davis ran it back for a touchdown, that was What about crazy. this year's? What about this year's Bama game? Yeah, but that was that was way cooler. I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, David yeah, Freeze. No David Freeze against the Rangers in 2011, right? Is it 2011? Where he hit the, yes, the game in winner. The, in the World Series. Uh, I got another one. Got another one. How about Mike Miller making it live onto the Krug show tonight? Hijacking <laughs> posts. That's true. <laughs> Saying that we didn't have Travis the stones. Ishikawa. Travis Ishikawa, home run, NLCS. Yeah, that's just one home run. That's not the most unlikely story. The most unlikely story would be like if Travis Ishikawa won the MVP. The, yeah. the Giants didn't I mean, win if we're a going biggest wild card. Just the biggest, the the most unlikely stories of our sports life. When you, you said the most unlikely story, I mean, listen, literally, if Brock Purdy somehow this year wins the MVP and the Niners win the Super Bowl, this guy is going to be standing on February 11th on top of the football world, and he was the last pick in the draft. And I know we put a lot on draft choices, and it's just draft position. Still, that would be amazing. That'd and it's be, not see, like he was like unreal, like at at Iowa. Like he was, he was a very good four year starter. Right. The only thing that can kind of compare is this Kurt Warner, right? From working at the grocery store and going on to have the career that he did. That kind of compares. But if we're, <laughs> I'm talking strictly ups upsets. That that upset that the Giants had against the Patriots in that 08 Super Bowl where the Patriots were undefeated and the helmet yeah. catch, like maybe that David maybe there was not that storybook, like that, but it was just a crazy upset where I mean I think everybody thought the Patriots were gonna take that one. I'll give you another one. Red Sox in the two thousand and was it two thousand and thirteen ALCS? What year was it, Danny, when the Red Sox beat the Yankees down 03? 04. Oh four. Oh eight. Oh. Oh, 2004, 2004 yeah. Red Sox. Yep. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. And it capped with the Johnny Damon granny in game seven in Yankee Stadium, upper tank. Yeah. I, I, I still, that was stunning. That was stunning yeah. to watch. I Big think from fools. a personal level, I still think that – how do you top Kurt Warner? The guy was 28. I mean, yeah. Purdy's like 20, what, three now? 23. 24. I mean, he came right. He, he came right out of college, out of Iowa State. I mean, or uh, I mean, even Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady took over for Drew Bledsoe as a backup quarterback right. in the Super Bowl, right? And yeah. what his second year? Second year. Yep. Yeah. Second year. Um, so that was that was pretty amazing in in its own right, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, mean, SG Sports talks his thoughts on Purdy's performance against Arizona. We were just talking about it. I mean. Purdy was outstanding today. Um, four touchdowns, threw it 25 times. They had total balance, 26 runs, 25 passes. He was 16 to 25. He completed a much higher percentage 
in the first matchup against Arizona, but didn't turn it over, didn't get sacked, uh, 9.7 yards per attempt, 242 yards passing. You know, he's taking care of the football. To me, it's like Purdy's got that great balance right now between stay aggressive and take care of the ball. You know, and that's you a hard, it's a hard balance to strike. That's Derek Carr. He's been struggling with it for years. Yeah. You know, it would be interesting is just what is this this year? Super Bowl 57? Is it 57 this year? Might be 58, actually. Whatever it is. Take the take all the Super Bowls, say there's been 56, 57. And who was the winning quarterback? How many number one draft picks were the winning quarterback versus later than a first round pick? I know Montana won four and Brady won seven. So that's eleven. And Kurt Warner was what round did Bradshaw go in? Uh, he was the first pick overall in the draft, I believe. Yeah, he was an awesome arm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting. Russell Wilson count. won in the. Th- he was the third. Yeah, Russell rounder. Wilson was a third round pick. Um, Nick Foles was a six round pick. Yeah. So yeah, it, I I'll bet you that the the not the first round picks ha- would would have it. I I'm I'm just off the top of my head. I'm I I would think it would be close, but I would think that there's probably over. There'd have to be over 25, 28, n- not number ones. But I, I, who's won? Bradshaw won four. One four. Uh, Somebody threw out Nick Foles. I mean, Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl and going on that run was absolutely shocking. That was crazy. Especially that he the, – the most shocking thing about it is that he didn't – like he immediately turned into a bomb again. Yeah. How unlikely, would, how, how unlikely would it have been this year if the Diamondbacks had won the, won the World Series? Yeah. Pretty damn unlikely. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, they, you know, I, I didn't want, when I watched them this summer, I wasn't thinking, yeah, I'm watching a world series team. The the real thing that's crazy is it's like, you know, if you just said player X and you didn't know who it was, and then you just put all of Purdy's accomplishments so far and his stats and everything. And you said like by week, what are we on to like week 16? Like they're the number one seed and all this stuff. Like everyone, everyone would be like, yeah, of course that player X won MVP, but you still are going to have people get on TV and just say, even though there's no other like clear uh, other, even like second, second contender for MVP, people are still going to say, well, no, come on. I mean, it's Brock Purdy. Like we all know, like it's still, it's kind of a testament to how unlikely this whole thing is. No doubt. No doubt. All right, fellas. I'm a junk. We'll talk soon. All right. All right, Eric. All are good to see you, man. Appreciate you. Um, We're going to call it right here. Good stuff. Thanks to everybody who participated. Thanks to New York style Italian sausage. The only kind of Italian sausage I will eat is New York style Italian sausage. Thanks to pig and a pickle, the title sponsor of the Krug show. Check them out in Emeryville and Corte Madera. They're open seven days a week. Thanks to Marin Autoglass. Uh, MarinAutoglass.com, 415-883-3030. And thanks to Underdog Fantasy and Mojo Fantasy. Check that link in the description. Use the promo code KRUG, K-R-U-E-G, and they will match you up to your first $100. Danny, you got a show coming up tonight. What are you going to be talking, Niners? Or- we're live right We're live right now. Okay, everybody go follow Danny over to his channel. What are you going to be talking about? Is it Niners exclusively? Are you going Giants? No, we're going to, we're going to be doing Giants tonight. We'll mix in some more Niners stuff. We'll, we'll talk about the Niners uh, game today. and going forward uh but we'll also be talking san francisco giants um so head over to norcal 
Sports Network. It's got the logo of the California flag with the bear and everything there. You could uh, NorCal Real Sports classic. Network. We're we're on, and uh, we'll probably be going for a couple hours at least. And Larry Danny will be giving away cash later tonight on his yeah. show. Cash, yep, yep. Straight cash, us? homie. Everybody join him and wait for the cash giveaway towards the end. Yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, there will be no cash giveaway. We're just joking. Uh, Rye, when are you going live again, bud? Tomorrow night. Going to just recap the the rest of the NFL slate. We talk, I don't know, probably talk some basketball as well, um, maybe some college basketball. And then, yeah, we got to do a pod this week or live stream. Yeah, or let's something do it. And what are you doing on Christmas? Or... Are you, uh, you going to be, if we call you on Christmas night, are you around or what's your, yeah. where are you going to be? I'm in. I'm gonna be in Mexico, but I'll I'll bring stuff. Nice, nice. Yeah. Nice. What part of Mexico? Cabo. What kind you. of stuff are you bringing? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably just bring my my laptop and AirPods, but Sounds it'll good. play. All right, Rye. Have a good night, man. Appreciate you. All right, later, guys. There you go, the great Rye Smith. And uh, and then there were two. Then there were two. Kev, you got a final thought before we bolt for the door? It's been a full day here on the Krug Show. We were at Pig and a Pickle all day. We're exhausted. We've eaten a lot of barbecue. We've chatted it up. We've done the show. Your final thought. Uh, Final thought is if anyone knows Adam Rich, he is the winner of our jersey contest, and I cannot get a hold of him. So if you know Adam Rich, tell him that he won. He's a winner. Um. Besides that, I mean, dude, great win. Firepower. Just the defense. You know, I'm I'm hoping that it's just a Hargrave Armstead thing. But um, yeah, defense kind of got burnt today against a not very good Cardinals offense, missing a lot of receivers. Seven point eight yards per carry on the ground is a lot. So Donovan hopefully says that Kevin, gets cleaned up dad, by ne- by next week. Did your dad tip? Did your dad tip? I don't know. I think we got our Come food on. comped. Look at that. Look at that. Donovan, we appreciate your concern for the service people, but yes, we were fully comp today. Um, but I normally tip 20%. Um, normally. You know, that's and if you if I'm if you're with me and you tip 10% or 15%, oof, I get a little queasy. I'm more of a 20% tip guy myself. But no, we should shout out everyone that came to the the meet and greet. Thanks for coming. Everyone that wanted to come but couldn't. Thank you. Everyone that didn't come but watches the show every week thank you to you guys too wouldn't be possible without them right yeah absolutely thanks to everybody have a great sunday check me out tomorrow morning at 8 a.m on this channel with damon bruce for 49er wake up we'll be doing a lot tomorrow tomorrow we're redoing the studio take a good look at the studio as it is right now it will look quite a bit different next time we go live in this studio uh thanks to uh, jim hoffman my man who's going to be putting this studio together, uh, H&H Flooring. We'll tell you more about his company because he's doing great great work for us, and we'll definitely give him a shout-out. Uh, but you guys are going to love it, hopefully. Hopefully we'll all love it. And um, for Kev, I'm Larry. Have a great night. Until next time, we're out. Peace. Yeah, never met a man I've been scared of. Careful, you won't get exactly what you 